Good morning. It is a Would You Rather Wednesday edition of Glenn Clark Radio. That makes me Glenn Clark. He's Griffin. Drew will be here later. It's a shame. We were hoping that meant he couldn't make it in, but apparently he's going to find a way. And that's even more convoluted. We have a, a busy show scheduled, and it's a whole thing. It's it's what it is. A lot to do on the program. Not only will Drew be here in a few minutes, we're going to meet Joey Fisher, Hagerstown native. We just had Ronnie Brown in last week. Uh, Joey is also a Shepherd alum by way of Hagerstown. And he's definitely going to hear his name called during the NFL draft. He has been a hot commodity, had a heck of a combine. We're going to talk to Joey Fisher, get to know him. He's one of those, I, I feel like he's become kind of America's sweetheart during the course of the uh, draft process. So we're going to talk to him about that. Also, we're going to check in with Mark Ross. Former Giants executive, find out a little bit more about Odell Beckham. He's, of course, now with the NFL Network. We'll do our weekly NFL draft segment with Lance Zierlein from NFL.com. And a little bit later on in the program, Trey Wingo is going to join us from the 33rd team. He still thinks that Odell Beckham could be a bit of a game changer for the Baltimore Ravens. So we will talk about Good. all of so that. I don't, I don't know... Whatever. We're not going to do that now. We'll, we'll, we've talked plenty of Odell Beckham. I promise we'll move on after, like, today. We're not just going to do 24-7 Odell Beckham. It's like I the biggest that's not free agent. Stop. It's not. It's not. It's the biggest name. Marcus yeah. Williams is a drastically more significant free agent signing. Drastically. I guess so was Earl Thomas. and I mean, I, yeah, at the time it still felt that way. Marcus Williams was in the prime of his career. Yes. And was a player very much worth signing. Odell Beckham, we have no idea. You just know his cachet is what you're reacting to. I remember I got an Earl Thomas jersey right away. Well, that's, after we signed that him. is a questionable decision on your part. I don't know this what is, you were This thinking. jersey was not a questionable decision. Baby. Well, we'll see. Matt Ryan Mountcastle obviously had a huge night last night. We will talk about that in a second. So I, I, I do mean that. I know we've done a lot of Odell Beckham the first couple of days of the week. After today... You know, as warranted, right? Like, as warranted. If, you know, somebody really knows Odell Beckham well, if we can track down Odell Beckham. Used to be, man. There was a time where literally everybody that signed, we had him on the next day. We were killing it. (sighs) Those days appear to be gone. It's what it is. We can't even track down Nelson Aguilar for some reason. Don't know. It's, it's, It's them. It's not us. Whatever. It's not like we're not trying. I promise. Just those days have come and gone. Um, quickly, there's not a whole lot for me to say today, Lamarometer wise. I'm just kind of recalibrating. That's all this is. Lamarometer brought to you by Glory Days Grill. Glory Days Grill, great food, good sports. I thought Cordell went a little too far yesterday, so I'm just coming back a little ways. I was going to be at 92, so I'm just going to 92. That's where all it's right. going to be. All right. Make sure you say that when you post it. It's just really me recalibrating. There was nothing of significance, obviously. I'm still, you know, I'm still very confident that. The Odell Beckham stuff and what we the found the fallout from it means that Lamar Jackson will be the Ravens quarterback in 2023. I just thought we we got to leave a little bit more breathing room there for things that are unforeseen at the moment. I think Albert Breer wrote about it earlier in the week for uh, SI. Oh, you wrote about the meter? No, not no. the not the meter. He just wrote about the like, hey, as much as it it feels like we know about the Lamar Jackson situation, never forget that at every turn in this process. We don't actually know as much as we think we do. 
So, yes, everything right now appears to shape up for Lamar Jackson to be the Ravens quarterback in 2023. That's why I'm the meters at 92%. But all that other stuff that I have referred to this week is still real, and I'm going to continue to lay it out there, and it's why I'm going to continue to give just a little bit of breathing room at the other end for their need to land the plane. For But what is Lamar going to play for this season? What's the number that gets him to play. The Ravens have to get that taken care of. Do they go back to the table for long-term negotiations, and does Lamar get frustrated about that at some point? Like, all of these things still have to be on the table, and so I still have to have a bit of breathing room there, and I thought Cordell just went slightly too far yesterday. So I'm just recalibrating. That's all this is. Nothing actually happened. Nothing actually occurred in the last 24 hours. No news. And I do worry that we might be getting to a point where the news really starts to slow down and there's less room for movement on the Lamar meter. But right now, 92% is where I have it today. The Lamar meter brought to you by Glory Days Grill. Great food, good sports. Um, a couple of things that I wanted to cover today. Number one. Uh, you know what? Actually, I'll, I'll address this first, only because it's I, I don't have as much Raven stuff to deal with today. I want to get into um, last night's game. I want to get into some reaction from yesterday. I did have somebody, Dan, Dan messaged me and said, dude, did you see the video that Bobby Trossett did about your Ken Francis interview? What do you think of it? I have to be honest with you, Dan. I did not get the chance to watch the whole video. I'm so, I, I love Bobby. You know, I, I've known Bobby for forever. Um... I'm trying to say this and that. Bobby mostly does videos about stuff that I already know. Like, I, he's not doing, and I, I don't want to say that. With, I think what he's doing, it's clearly he's getting all the views in the world. He's creating content that clearly is what people want. It's a condensed version of what's going on. In a way, I'm envious of that, right? Like, his views are through the roof. It's just not for me. I'm not that guy. I've told him that before. Like, I'm an old school. I, I want conversation. I want back and forth. I want shtick. I want bits. I that's, that's what I'm into. That's the content that I like. So I did see that Bobby, because he tagged uh, Glenn Clark Radio, although no, no, that's not a real Facebook page. If any of you think... don't. A Ashley Bischoff started that page like eight years ago for Glenn Clark Radio. I don't know that it's been updated since. So if you're tagging the Glenn Clark Radio Facebook page, I, I will see it because I get a notification on Facebook, but it is for no purpose because that's not a real page. So I saw the Bobby. The only thing that I saw was that he is skeptical about uh, Ken Francis's claim that he was calling teams to pitch them on the, the gym the whole the uh, the entire gym make sure you get the name right. and instead of pitching them on Lamar Jackson and the only thing i could say back to that is do you really think it's more likely and i'm asking you this cuz if what you're saying is i'm skeptical that that smells fishy to me that that's what ken francis was doing was calling cold calling nfl teams and pitching them this gym but somehow you think it's more likely that he was cold calling NFL teams 
and pretending to be Lamar Jackson's agent? Like, you've got to figure out which one of those two is more. To say, I don't, that, I'm, I'm skeptical about that. Fine, I hear you. But instead, it requires you to believe that he was, without having any association with any of these people, cold-calling teams to try to negotiate a contract for Lamar Jackson. you got to choose which one you think is more likely. Now, I think it's all kind of absurd, but in my mind, I do believe it's more likely to be the scenario that we talked about during the interview. And I, if there's a bias in the interview, it's not towards Ken Francis. It's towards the fact that that always came off like the most likely scenario to me. Whatever you think of the gym, whatever the product, he thinks highly of it. He has connected with legitimate football players. As we learned, not just Lamar Jackson, but also Isaac Bruce. It would seem likely that he would leverage those connections to try to network a little bit more, to try to get in touch with other people that are involved in football. If Lamar Jackson is going to be my business partner, do you think at that point I'm going to be like, well, I tell you what I'm not going to do is try to figure out if Lamar Jackson knows anyone else that I can pitch this product to. I'll just continue to do work on my own without the man who's literally my business partner. So whatever your opinion of the product is, and I'll have to admit, this is not my area of expertise. Kadri said it might have some value in some way. I don't know. Whatever your opinion is of it, it will always eternally make more sense to me that he was calling teams to talk about the entire gym. You might not think much of it. Then it was that he was calling teams to try to pretend to be Lamar Jackson's agent. Now, is there gray area in there? Is there room where he gets on the phone with somebody and he's like, yeah, I'm working with Lamar Jackson. And that person says, wait, in what capacity? He's like, well, we're partners. And then all of a sudden things get a little hairy. Nothing about that conversation at all convinced me that he believes he's Lamar Jackson's agent. Should we do like a mock phone call, you think? No, I don't. I mean, so that people can understand. Yeah, nah, I'm not. Maybe. We I should. want to be Ken Francis. Oh, you want to be Ken Francis? I don't know. I don't want to make... I, I'm not really trying to, okay. to pile on the guy. But it, well, so people understand. I, I just... <laughs> I don't know how we've convinced ourselves that the other scenario is more likely. And your answer might be, well, because the NFLPA and the NFL put out a statement about him. But they didn't... There were no very few specifics in that statement. Just kind of named him. So... Whatever you want to believe, believe whatever you want to believe, man. I don't care. I, I don't work with Ken Francis. I don't give a rat's ass what your opinion of Ken Francis is. I, I don't think it's likely we'll ever have him on this show, the show again. I don't know what it would be to talk about. I mean, I guess if the entire gym really starts blowing up. It's the hit of the summer. Yeah. Well, Maybe he'll, he'll owe us since we you know, gave him his right, first, his first, first, uh, first pitch, interview. I guess. Yeah, correct. The first public opportunity to talk it up. Um. I, I don't know. Maybe. I don't really have any feelings at all towards Ken Francis. I don't feel I need to protect him. I've just always thought the most, the more likely scenario is that this was always about the product and his business partnership and not actually that this dude, who's wildly unqualified, was believing himself to be Lamar Jackson's agent. And... You can believe whatever you want to believe. 
I don't know that it impacts anything. I don't know that it matters. That's just sort of what my, that's my only response. Now, I got a ton of response. The Orioles win last night. Ryan Mountcastle hits a grand slam. It's fun. We'll get back to that during Would You Rather well, Wednesday. What? Okay. What do you want to get? Nine RBI. Big deal. Big deal. Is it? They played the Athletics. Have you heard of them? I mean, the bigger story. Yeah, I have heard of them. That's un- why. Yeah, great. The bigger story, unfortunately, is that Grayson Rodriguez was yeah. meh. Like, I, that's a way bigger story than Six even. Six strikeouts, I mean. Yeah, but. But he didn't finish at bats, yeah. It, despite the fact that he was up near 100 freaking pitches. By the way, remember when I said perhaps you don't go to your bullpen as early as he did on Monday with Kyle Gibson? Perhaps you recognize that Grayson Rodriguez is pitching tomorrow night. You might need a little bit more of your bullpen, and you try to get a little bit more out of Kyle Gibson before you go to your bullpen. Maybe we can't piggyback with Austin Voth anymore. Like well, that certainly the, was a bit of a that might be the biggest. That takeaway. was a bit of a mess. There's no doubt. Well, I mean, they're both pretty big takeaways. Yeah. And there's a que- there is a question looming. What do you do when Kyle Bradish, you know, returns? He's apparently going to start Friday at Bowie, and then they would presumably want him back in the rotation after that. So. It's easy for all of us to say, well, you can't send Grayson Rodriguez back down. Like, he's here now. He needs to be here. But, you know, let's say he makes one more start. When would he line up? Sunday would be the next day that he would line up for, right? Because they don't have an off day on Thursday. They have a game on Thursday. So, yeah, he would line up for Sunday. He makes a Sunday start, and it's rocky. They do have to give themselves the best chance to win games in the process. So we got to figure that out. That's going to be something that we'll have to look at. Um, but it could be that you know you go back to a piggyback situation with Tyler Wells, something like that. There are options that are on the table. The point of all of this being, fun night last night. If you were at the ballpark, I'm sure you enjoyed it. You would have preferred Grayson Rodriguez to make a stronger start. But I was appreciative of the feedback that we got, and it was a lot of it that we got from the segment that we did yesterday about the Homer hose. And... I appreciate the, uh, those of you that got it, that understood what it was that I was laying out. And in the last 24 hours, I've actually seen a lot more of people getting on board with being in on the bit. And I'm appreciative of that. Like, I I don't think you guys fully understand that it it could very well play an impact on whether or not we get to keep this thing all year long. I, I think there could be a factor there. So, I, I, I mean, a couple people were like, "Dude, it's over. It's 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 called what it's called, man. You know, stop fighting. You're just not listening. You're not listening. And I know that it, like our barstool and somebody else put out T-shirts, and I get it. Once you do that, like you want to, you want to try to sell them, and so you you want to embrace the other thing. I'm begging of you that if you like it, stop that. Go the other route. Put it in quotes if you want. Like, do the air. I swear to God, sell it. And I would encourage you instead to go to Birdland Sports, and we'll talk about more about them because they already have some shirts available. Um, but if you want to, if you want to show that you're in on it, put out a shirt that has hydration or or Homer hose in quotes. To play off the fact that we all know it's kind of a joke and we all know what it really is. But play along for the sake of the bit. For the sake of being able to keep it. For the sake of not having it taken away by someone in a suit who says, dude, it ain't worth it. The sprinkler stuff, amazing. Amazing. All in on the sprinkler. It's incredible. Ah, could watch it all day. Love it. Homer hose, hydration station, 
I, I know uh, Slug and Chug is another one that's been going around. Fine. That one's a little bit, you know, d- dicier. But I think it's it still safe. Yeah. It ain't yeah. It ain't the other thing. I'm not a prude. Sounded like a prude. No, no I'm not. No, I'm not. I, I accept it. I know what okay. it is. But we gotta do this, man, or else you're gonna it, you're gonna have it taken away from you. And I appreciate the fact that overwhelmingly, we got a ton of feedback, ton of feedback on that segment from yesterday. And overwhelmingly, you guys really do seem to understand what it is that I'm saying. That I'm not just trying to be a jerk and ruin the fun. I appreciated all of that. I also uh, appreciate the fact that um, the Orioles got a win last night. That matters too. All right, when we come back in, we are going to be joined by Joey Fisher, NFL draft prospect, Hagerstown native. Maybe he could be a Baltimore Raven. That is next. It is a Would You Rather Wednesday edition of Glenn Clark Radio. Baseball season is finally here, and what better way to celebrate than with some fresh gear from Birdland Sports. As a small business run by O's fans, Birdland Sports offers a great selection of unofficial merchandise, including unique designs like Birds Are Coming tees, player cartoon shirts, and championship prediction designs. And the best part? Their prices are more affordable than the big guys. Get high-quality gear without breaking the bank. So whether you're heading to the ballpark or watching from home, show your love for the birds with Birdland Sports. Visit Birdland Sports. Sports.com today to browse their collection and gear up for the season. Let's go O's. Whether your focus is luxury and comfort, convenience and technologically advanced connectivity, or sporty performance and aggressive styling, we've got the perfect Highlander for you. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Highlanders from your local Toyota dealer today. Another Orioles season is in the books, and the Bataround was there every step of the way as the Birds posted their first winning season in six years. And after promoting two number one overall prospects in Adley Rutschman and Gunnar Henderson, Mike Elias has said it's liftoff from here. Hi, I'm Paul Valley, and along with my co host Zach Goodman will be here every Saturday from 10 a.m. to noon all off season discussing every signing, trade, and waiver claim as we navigate the cold winter months that lead to spring training. You can watch us at youtube.com slash pressboxonline and facebook.com slash pressboxsports or listen live at pressboxonline.com slash radio. And if you miss a show, you can find us anywhere you get your podcast. So tune into the Bataround with Paul Valley and Zach Goodman every Saturday from 10 a.m. to noon right here at Pressbox Sports. Stan the Fan here, welcoming back one of my favorite sponsors, the Costas Inn. And everybody around Baltimore knows the Costas Inn is a great place to go and grab crabs, steaks, salads, soups, whatever's on your mind to eat in person. But did you know that the Costas Inn has upped their game? They are now one of the premier takeout places in Baltimore. Give them a call now to order your food, 410-477-1975. That's the Costas Inn, over 4100 North. Point Boulevard. If you need more of Glenn, you can also hear him every Sunday with Rita on 105.7 The Fan. But also, if you need more of Glenn, um, what's wrong with you? All right, back in here on GCR as we continue along on a Would You Rather Wednesday edition of the program. Baseball season is here for the first time in history. You can bet from your phone in Maryland during baseball season. Go to PressBoxOnline.com slash offers for the best sportsbook offers and incentives so you can start your winning today. Get five-second chance bets at PointsBet when you deposit and bet your first $50, but you have to go to PressBoxOnline.com slash offers and click on the PointsBet link in order to claim that incentive. 
Joining us now, this man is a Hagerstown native, and he is most certainly going to hear his name called during the course of the NFL draft from Shepherd University. It's a pleasure for us to welcome into the program Joey Fisher, who is with us now here on GCR. Joey, it's Glenn in Baltimore. It's great to catch up, man. Thank you so much for taking a couple of minutes for us. Yes, sir. No problem, man. I appreciate you guys having me on. Hey, man. It's great to chat with you. Joey, you are, I feel like you've become kind of America's sweetheart during the course of this <laughs> draft process. How have you enjoyed the attention that's come your way just going through this as someone who I'm sure grew up with this dream? How much has it meant to you to be able to go through the process the way that you've been going through it? Oh, it's definitely been a, you know, a real exciting journey. Um, you know, obviously growing up, I was always a Baltimore Ravens fan. Um, you know, my, you know, my dream was to be able to make it on the same field those guys were, um, you know, obviously my journey has always been the smoothest or the, mm. you know, straightest path, but, um, just to be able to get the opportunity to come out and, you know, display my skills in front of the next level. And hopefully, like I said, in April, hear my name called to get the opportunity to fulfill my childhood dreams. You know, I'm definitely excited. All right. So let's go back to that. I did see a couple places that you were always a huge Ravens fan. You were a Ray Lewis guy. What? Have you, like, allowed your mind to wander? Like, I know no matter what, it's going to be exciting, and the complication is you'd be excited to be a Steeler now, too. I understand that. But, like, have, <laughs> have you allowed your mind to wander at all towards the thought of, like, dude, what happens if it is Baltimore? Like, have, have you have you thought about that a little bit? Uh, yeah, you know, it's definitely, like I said, we just got back from the, uh, the, uh, the local day uh, last Tuesday, which had a great time there. You know, me and Ronnie, uh, another of our yeah. teammates, Brian Walker, showed out. Um, you know, we had a great time, but, um, you know, to be able to have the opportunity to go there and present myself, like I said, in front of my childhood team and, you know, where the greats played, you know, from Joe Flack or Ray Lewis, Ed Reed, Terrell Suggs, you know, all them guys that, you know, made and, and, and stuck their roots in Baltimore, you know, it's definitely, definitely be a wild experience if I could, uh, you know, hear my name called and be able to, you know, stay home and play in front of family or friends and, like I said, fulfilled that childhood dream of being a Baltimore Raven. So uh, let me let me take a step back with you. You knew that you had a chance to do this at what point in your life? When did it start becoming clear, like, man, this this might be something I could actually kind of pursue a little bit? Yeah, so, um, you know, after the 2019 season, my first year at Shepard, um, you know, we started getting scouts coming to school and, um, you know, kind of just doing, like, the small baby steps, um, kind of talking to us, kind of figuring out, our, you know, our, our background, our, our, our family, um, you know, kind of like my story leading up to Shepard. And then, of course, you know, we had the COVID year, which unfortunately um, canceled our season. Um, so that was kind of heartbreaking. But, you know, I kind of sat back and took that as an opportunity to, um, you know, take a full year to get better, um, you know, come up, get my weight up, get stronger in the weight room, um, develop my skill, my craft, and uh, come out in the 21, 21 season and uh, produce. That's where I got, you know, um, a, a big kind of jump in this process to where, mm -hmm. you know, we're, we're having all 32 teams visit the school, um, talking to me, Ronnie Tyson, and being able to, um, you know, just just have a, you know your name be, you know, held in a, in a, in a scout's notebook, or um, you know, them talk to you it was definitely just a crazy experience. You okay? So you had let me go back even further. Coming out of high school, I, I saw somewhere that you had a chance to go to like Towson and play at the Division uh -huh. One level. Why was Shepherd yep. the spot for you? Why did you say this is this is the right place for me to continue in order to give myself that chance? Right. So originally coming out of high school, um, I was a defensive end. Um, I was actually committed to the um, University of Maryland. Wow. Um, you know, I'm originally from yeah. I'm actually I'm actually originally from PG County. My mom from PG County. 
Um, my dad's from Baltimore. So my whole family's got roots in, in Maryland. So I wanted to stay close so they could see me play uh, at the next level. So I was originally committed to Maryland. Um, they had some coaching changes, which, you know, I didn't feel comfortable signing up leaving there. And, you know, Towson offered me a scholarship, full ride. So I took that opportunity. And, of course, you know, being young, you know, you're hearing the glitz and the glamour. Um, and sometimes it's not always, you know, what it's kind of drawn out to be. Um, so after leaving Towson, um, you know, I didn't really have a home. Um, you know, I come from a small school. I live up now in Western Maryland. Um, you know, I went to a Clear Spring High School, you know, a small school, 400 kids probably total. Um, was kind of like the first, you know, Division One football player out of out of my school and, you know, and, you know, around the area. So I didn't really have anybody to lean on and say, hey, you know, where do I go next? How does this process work? Um, so I just stuck to the grind. Um, you know, I ended up working with my father. He's uh, He has his own business, um, you know, working around the D.C. and Maryland area. Um, so I ended up working with him. Um, I got engaged during that process. And, um, you know, one of my old high school coaches actually went to Shepherd University, you know, a couple of years later. I was like, hey, are you trying to find a home? And I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm trying to get out there. I feel like I'm destined to be this football player. I need to get out there and uh, be able to at least say, hey, look, I tried. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so I ended, up, I ended up getting the, you know, communication with Shepherd. Um, the head coach, me and him talked. We, you know, did some tours around the campus. And, I, you know, I kind of fell in love with it now. You know, I'm, I'm definitely uh, have my roots there. I have a younger brother on the team that also plays um, at Shepherd. So, you know, any place that's definitely, you know, dear to my heart would be Shepherd. It gave me an opportunity to come back and um, kind of a second chance deal. So, okay, so you said you started out as a defensive end. When did it, when did it switch to linemen? And, uh, like, exactly how easy was that as transition? <laughs> right. It definitely was uh, what, you know, until I didn't want to swallow. Um, you know, me being a defensive guy, like I said, coming up watching Baltimore, you know, them, them greats. I always had that defensive mentality. Um, but, you know, when I got to Shepard University, the head coach, Coach McCook, sat me down and said, listen, you know, obviously we all know every football player's dream is to make the next level. Um, to me, I think you could be a diamond in a rough, you know, at the, at the next level. I don't think a lot of linemen are built like you. Someone that's fast, strong, um, you know, easy to move on their feet. Um, you know, how do you feel about making that transition? So, like I said, I, I bought into his program. I bought into what he was saying and what he was, um, you know, putting on the plate. And I developed into the, the, the player I am today, which got me to where I'm at today. So I'm definitely grateful for him. 40 reps on the bench at your pro day. 40 yes, sir. <laughs> reps. Uh, is that just like a casual day for you? Is that just like, a, <laughs> uh, hey, man, yeah, I, I, I would do that tomorrow if I had to. Or is that like a... Bro, I spent a lot of time because I wanted to put up 40 reps <laughs> on the bench. Right. So, actually, um, you know, I'm actually disappointed with that number. <laughs> um, you know, coming yeah. <laughs> coming in coming in, uh, in January, you know, we all, me, Ronnie, uh, and our quarterback, Tyson Bajan, also went down to X3, um, which is in Fort Myers, um, forward of the train. Um, during that time, you know, I came in doing, doing 30 reps. Um, and, of course, you know, going through the whole process of the training through January and February, going to the All-Star Games. Um, unfortunately, I ended up breaking my hand in the um, NFLPA game out in Los Angeles. So that actually set me back through my training through the whole bunch of, uh, month of February and early March. Um, so after I got like my little soft cast off in March, you know, I only had a couple, couple, couple weeks to train and, and get what I could get. So, um, like I said, I'm happy I got, you know, I'm happy I got to the number 40. Um, you know, I think it's number one in the country right now from the combine all the way to pro days. Um, so I'm happy about that, but, you know, I'm thinking to myself, you know, if I didn't break my hand, you know, where would I be Jesus, at in this area, you know, stuff like that. What's, what's the, is there a number that you put up in a, like, what was the biggest number that you ever put up in a training session? Uh, training session, like I said, I never really went the full extent, like, hey, you know, I get it, like, I get it. <laughs> right, like I said, around COVID, you know, um, 
you know, all my buddies came over to my house. I ended up buying my own home gym. Um, so that was kind of like, you know, I, I call it Fisher's Fitness. <laughs> you know, I got, I got signs made up down there in my gym. Um, so I was kind of like the hot spot during COVID. So, like, I was messing around hitting 35 reps, um, but never really touched the 40 mark, you know, never really did that. But just messing around hitting 35 before. That's, I mean, look, man, even that, if, if I, I would be happy with five myself. So <laughs> <laughs> right. that, is, right. that is blowing my mind, man. Uh, Joey Fisher is I with us. Uh, we, I say Hagerstown native, but as we just learned, actually PG County native. Uh, but it kind of, we're just going to go with Maryland, all around Maryland guy, and most importantly, Ravens fan for our sake. Um, uh, <laughs> Joey, you got to do the, the Senior Bowl thing. How important was that yep. for you in believing that this was real, right? Like, I know that you were going to go through the mm-hmm. process no matter what, and you were going to grind for it. But how important was right. it for you to get that call, to be a part of that, to be going up against all of the other top guys in the country to start feeling like, oh, no, 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 this is real. I legitimately have a chance to hear my name called. Um, yeah, it was definitely exciting. Um, you know, I, I had a really good outing at the PA game. Um, you know, I ended up getting a call up about midweek, I want to say that Thursday before the PA game. Um, so I was definitely excited, um, you know, to be able to join my teammate Tyson over there and, and be able to go just to say, hey, listen, I made it to, you know, the Senior Bowl. You know, what, 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 what kind of doors does that open up? Um, obviously, being able to go there right after the PA game and, um, you know, meet with GMs, you know, head coaches, um, multiple personnel from, you know, every 32 teams there um, was definitely an eye-opening experience. Like I said, not, not every day do you get to walk on the same field and, you know, be two feet away from uh, Mike Tomlin as he's working with the O-line, you know, see um, you know, Mike, Mike, Mike Vabral, the um, Tennessee Titans head coach, you know, be able just to be in that kind of same room as those guys and feel the energy they have. Uh, even if they're just standing there talking, you know, just to have that type of energy in the same room is, is, is static. I, I can only imagine, man. Like, you know, you grow up loving this game, and then you're there like, wow, this is – I'm part of this thing. Like, I'm here now. Right. Like, that's that's a pretty cool feeling. Why was it Ravens for yeah. you? I'm, I'm interested in that now, right? Like, when when I thought you were originally from Hagerstown, I was like, I bet you there's some more uh, <clears throat> Steelers fans out that way. Um, but now that it's PG County, why, why was it the Ravens for you? Was it your dad? Was that what it was all about? Yeah. So my dad's actually from Woodbury. Um, you know, I, yep. most of my dad's side of the family was, was from that area, you know, in Baltimore. Yeah. Um, you know, my mom being a PG baby, um, you know, her, her family was all at the time Redskins fans, but now commanders. Um, you know, so I was kind of split between what, what part of the household do I go with? Um, but of course, like I said, me being a boy, you know, defensive guy, you know, kind of introduced football to my sure. family and, um, you know, I, I, I chose Baltimore, you know, you can't, you can't go wrong with them guys that had, you know, they had on defense. So that's somebody I stuck with and, um, you know, it's been right to this day. You, uh, I, I saw you're a huge Ray Lewis guy. You're not like the type that has like any of his old speeches, like, uh, available on your phone to pull up when you need to get hyped. Are you? Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, I, I got, I got a couple of YouTube videos yeah. made in, the, in the, in the collection. Of course, you know, I, I've, I've actually crazy enough too i've actually met him a couple times um back when he had the um i think it was the blue moon cafe oh wow, uh, wow. yeah 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 that, that that long ago i ended up meeting him there getting some autographs um stuff like that i even participated in the um you know long time go punt pass kick competition um you know i actually comp- i actually competed on that and won it for the state of maryland and of course we got to perform uh before the game uh at, at the at the m&t bank stadium Dude. um so that was also a cool experience to, be able to come out at halftime and just be engulfed by the fans and the whole uh, situation. I, I knew I liked you already, but now this is like lining up to potentially be one of the greatest stories in history. I'm you have no idea how disappointed I'm gonna be if it ends up being Pittsburgh now. Oh God, it's gonna wreck me if it ends up being the case. 
Um, what is the the team that the team that takes the chance? The team that calls your name during the course of the NFL draft. What are they getting in you, Joey Fisher? Um, you know, for one, outside the field, you know, they're going to get a famous man. You know, I'm not a guy that goes out and parties and and and, and you know will be a distraction. Um, you know, of course, on the field, you're going to get a guy that wants to come out every day, work hard, be a mauler. Um, that's something I'm going to pride myself on, being able to come out and dominate the guy in front of me. Um, you know, produce hard work, also be a sponge. Um, you know, being able to collect information from the coaches, the veterans, the players around me, um, and just being able to see across the league, you know, what tools do guys have in their tool belt and what can I take from that and develop my game into. I, I Look, I man, I it's going to be easy for me to say I'm rooting for you because you're a great dude and you're, you're a local that. guy. I, I hope you know that, like, it's really going to be painful for me and we're going to have no choice. <laughs> But if it ends up being Pittsburgh, we're going to have to say terrible things about you. I just hope that you understand it's not personal, man. Like it's, I hope that you get that from being a Ravens fan, right. that you understand if that's oh, the yeah. way it goes, you're about to be you'll, – you'll, and I know from being out at Shepard, I'm going to guess there's going to be a lot of people in your life that are thrilled about the idea oh, yeah. of you being a Pittsburgh Steeler yeah. at that point. Yep, yep, yep. Like you said, the more up this way you get, the more Pittsburgh fans you start to get. Um, you know, with me, obviously, I understand that. Um, you know, I used to have my fuse back in the day going through school, um, you know, and stuff like that. But, um, you know, like I said, I mean, I'd, I'd be grateful for any team that be able to call my name and be able to represent uh, whatever organization puts the time and money into me. Oh, man, I completely get that, dude. I know that this is the moment you've been waiting for in your life, and here we are in the cusp of it. Uh, Joey, yep. where, can, where can people around here be giving you a follow? Uh, Twitter, Instagram, anywhere like that. What can we plug for you? Yeah, um, you know, the two platforms I use mostly are just Twitter and Instagram. Um, my Twitter is actually JoeyFisher76, and then my Instagram is JoeyFisher.76. Very good. Joey Fisher, really a lot of fun to get to chat with you this morning, man. Uh, can't wait to see what's next for you in this process. Dude, if it ends up being Baltimore, what an unbelievable story that will be. I, My God, Definitely. it would be one of the greatest <laughs> stories of all time. But best of luck to you no matter where it ends up being. Thanks for taking the time for us this morning. We really appreciate yeah. it. Yes, sir. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it, guys. That's Joey Fisher, um, who's from Maryland, grew up a Ravens fan, family, I mean, literally uh, where our studio used to be in uh, Woodbury, and uh, then ended up out in Hagerstown and at Shepherd. Great dude. Um, can't wait to see what's next for him. And my, what a cool story. Punt, pass, and kick at M&T Bank Stadium to then having the chance to one day play at M&T Bank Stadium. That is a cool story. Appreciate him taking the time for us this morning here on GCR. All right, Would You Rather Wednesday scenarios are up at Glenn Clark Radio on Twitter, and you'll never believe this, but some of you are struggling with it. Just a quick reminder. Would You Rather Wednesday brought to you by Birdland Sports. It, it's, a, it's a question. There's one scenario, and then there's another scenario, and you have to pick one or the other. You don't get to try to mesh the two of them together to create like a best of both worlds scenario. If if it's too much for you, and I mean this, just don't participate. It's okay. Now you can't win the T-shirt of your choice from Birdland Sports, BirdlandSports.com, where they do have both hydration station and slug and chug T-shirts available today. The hydration station T-shirt on sale for seventeen forty nine. Ooh. right now at birdlandsports.com. You won't be able to win that because you've got to participate in order to win that. Oh, man, the Homer Hus one. Mm. Yeah. They're all available right now. They're all available. And you can get those by going to birdlandsports.com. But you could also win one by participating in Would You Rather Wednesday because tomorrow we're going to choose someone at random who participated to win a free T-shirt. 
So that's what I would encourage you to do is participate. And as difficult as it might be, pick one or the other of the scenarios. One or the other. And you say, well, it's more complicated than that. I know. I understand. The good news is you're not the president. You're not the one pushing the buttons. No matter what you say in a tweet or in a Facebook post, you're not going to be Eric DaCosta tomorrow. You're not going to be Mike Elias. Would it be? So your opinion is largely irrelevant. It's just for the purpose of playing our silly little game. That's it. That's all we're doing here. And we'd love to have you be a part of it. If it's too much, I understand. I understand. I struggle with things, too. This is called Would You Rather Wednesday. As my friend Ryan Frazier is, oh, he's going to have a day today. <laughs> it's a big day for Ryan. Big day. It, it, it is happening more, and off, more often, I feel like. This is called just... Would You Rather Wednesday. And if you've ever played Would You Rather, it's like when somebody says, would you rather lose a finger or two toes? I get it. I'd rather not lose any of them. But in order to play the game, which is a time-honored tradition, a parlor game of sorts, it's been passed down, it's helped people pass time for generations. Probably rather lose two toes, I guess. I, it's, that wasn't on the list today. Oh. You can't. That's not going to win you a t-shirt. I'm so sorry, Griffin. You're not going to get it. Uh, I think you're right. I, I don't know what the... But what, what if it was four toes? Oh. Yeah. No. Oh, man. No. And you don't get to pick which four they are. So if somebody was like, well, if it was two off each foot, I'm still kind of evenly just, balanced. Well, it could be four off one foot. You just, you just number each one and random generate, you know, t- four numbers out of ten. That's the way it goes, man. And those are the toes that are gone. It's both big toes. Yeah, they could both be gone. That's but I tough. get to pick the finger. No, you don't get to pick the finger either. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's getting really tough now. They're really struggling with this I can't one. lose a thumb. Again, would you rather, on one scenario this, the other scenario that, you got to pick one or the other. That's the way that it goes. I, I believe in you. I believe you can do it. Really. I truly do. Some of you prove me wrong constantly, but I still believe in you and your capability to play along with Would You Rather Wednesday. So do me a favor. Prove me right. Go ahead. Prove me right today by participating at Glenn Clark Radio on Twitter, Facebook.com slash Glenn Clark Radio. Get your responses in, and you will be registered to win a free T-shirt from our friends at BirdlandSports.com. Again, BirdlandSports.com has uh, all sorts of cool celebration of the Homer hose available right now. Go check it out, BirdlandSports.com. Drew Forrester, scheduled to join us in studio next. It is a Would You Rather Wednesday edition of Glenn Clark Radio. Harford Community College in Bel Air, Maryland, along with the National Junior College Athletic Association's Region 20, will host the 2023 NJCAA Men's Lacrosse National Championship May 13th and 14th at Harford Sports Complex, 401 Thomas Run Road in Bel Air. Semifinals are on Saturday, May 13th. The National Championship is Sunday, May 14th. Catch the action for $10 each day. Tickets will be available in advance or at the gate on game day. Qualifying teams will be announced. What air conditioning company can save 50% of your energy cost and qualify you for up to $7,500 in rebates? A.J. Michaels. We do more, we do it better for less. In Baltimore and Annapolis, ajmichaels.com. 
The latest edition of Press Box is available now. On the cover, Luke Jackson profiles Orioles phenom Gunnar Henderson, breaking down how he was able to become the top prospect in baseball at such a young age and what could be next in his first full MLB season. Also inside, we meet lacrosse players from the men's and women's college programs across the state, and Bo Smoka breaks down another year wide receiver issues for the Ravens. Press Box is available for free at over 500 area locations, including 60 Royal Farm stores, and you can always find the entire edition, as well as the best daily coverage of the Orioles, Ravens, and Terps at PressBoxOnline.com. That first sip. That first bite. Mm. Start your day off right with a delicious breakfast at Royal Farms. Choose from a fantastic selection of fresh Royal Farms breakfast sandwiches and top it off with a rich hot cup of the freshest coffee in the world. At Royal Farms, breakfast is available day and night. It's the freshest breakfast in the world. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. Stan the Fan here, welcoming back one of my favorite sponsors, the Costas Inn. And everybody around Baltimore knows the Costas Inn is a great place to go and grab crabs, steaks, salads, soups, whatever's on your mind to eat in person. But did you know that the Costas Inn has upped their game? They are now one of the premier takeout places in Baltimore. Give them a call now to order your food, 410-477-1975. That's the Costas Inn, over 4100 North Point Boulevard. Make the most out of every day in your Toyota RAV4. Available in hybrid or gas-only models. A RAV4 can get you where you want to go in style. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new RAV4s from your local Toyota dealer today. Check out PressBoxOnline.com every day to find daily winners and betting advice from Jeremy Kahn. And if you want some advice about life decisions that you probably shouldn't make, here's Glenn Clark. Back in here on uh, GCR as we continue along on a Would You Rather Wednesday edition of the program. So, uh, Mr. Producer, where where are we? He, he did say 1045. Oh, okay. Yes. Fine. I'm sorry. Fine. Uh, hey, if you missed it, Stan the Fan Charles and Ross Grimsley caught up with author Lee Lowenfish on Monday night. He's got an interesting book out about the death of scouting in baseball. You can check that right out right now by going to Facebook.com slash PressBoxSports, clicking on the Videos tab, YouTube.com slash PressBoxOnline, or PressBoxOnline.com slash video. Stan the Fan, Ross Grimsley, and Lee Lowenfish talking about the death of scouting within baseball that conversation available right now still to come this morning we'll catch up with former giants executive mark ross he's now with nfl network get his thoughts on odell beckham talk some uh, trey ringo trey wingo trey wingo will also give us his thoughts on the ravens edition he still thinks uh, odell beckham can be significant and uh, we'll talk some nfl draft here in a few minutes with lance zierline all of that still to come here on the program now all that being said, two things quickly from yesterday. I don't remember who sent it to me, but I'll deal with that later. It's not important because I remember the gist of the conversation. Someone said, there you go, Chris. I've got it. Sorry. Chris said, Glenn, you were down on the idea of Odell Beckham reflecting an all-in thought process for the Ravens. I understand the point of what it is that you're saying. I guess my retort would be that at some point they could have changed their minds and they have to deal with whatever is left because they know it's not going to work out long term and they're going to have to make a decision come hell or high water next off season. 
if the Ravens have already done Odell Beckham and if they feel like they have enough space that they can still clear, why couldn't they still be in on a DeAndre Hopkins? Why couldn't they still be in on anyone else? I saw Stefan Diggs trying to make some winky eyes yesterday on Twitter. Stefan Diggs is not being traded by the Bills. It'd be like $40 million worth of dead cap space. It ain't happening. Stop. It's not happening. Not this year. I saw No, definitely not. I don't know if he'd be traded in the future. I have no idea what, where they're at with Stefan Diggs. I saw somebody like, I, somebody was talking about that yesterday, that that's what he was trying to do. Like, like apparently a bunch of Giants fans have convinced themselves they could somehow get Stefan Diggs this offseason. They can't trade him. It's not an option, so stop it with that. I, I addressed this point earlier in the week. I, I think you're reading into things too much. I also don't think the Ravens are going to give up more picks. I think the Ravens are going to try to get more picks. I don't see the Ravens trading more draft picks at this point. I think doing Od- Odell Beckham is their way of telling you we're not doing De- DeAndre Hopkins. Now, you can have whatever opinion you want to have about that. And on paper, which of the two would I rather have? Yeah, I'd probably rather have DeAndre Hopkins. Not probably. I'd definitely rather have DeAndre Hopkins. But DeAndre Hopkins is also going to cost you draft assets. And even if we think that price has come down, I still think there's a point where the Cardinals say, we're not just going to give up DeAndre Hopkins for nothing. Now, maybe I'll prove to be wrong. Maybe they'll literally just give him up for a casual third-round pick. By the time we get to the draft, it's possible that plays out. But when we all talk about the price of DeAndre Hopkins crashing, I would say... I still think there's a limit to a team just getting rid of an asset for what? What is the purpose of the Cardinals just moving on from DeAndre Hopkins? Again, it gets you a third-round pick, and that's one more third-round pick than you had before. But I think there has to be a limit to how low you can be willing to go in valuing your own assets. And I don't think they can do that. Moreover, the moment they do, the Ravens make that type of move, they now have one pick on nights one and two of the draft. And I just don't see them doing that. I think they've done what they're going to do at wide receiver short of maybe drafting one. I think they've done it. What? What is your deal? What is your problem? What? I just can't do it anymore. Do what? (laughs) I just can't talk about sports. (laughs) Then why are you here? We had a whole show booked. I just can't do it. But sports. You're still talking about this, the Ravens. Well, yes. I don't know if you heard they play here. (laughs) You familiar with that? They're the team. You're still talking about the friggin' Ravens. Right. Yes. What would you What would you like to talk about? Well, I know you want to talk about John Ron. The Masters. That's what you want to talk about. My green. Yeah. My green green, uh, mouth thing here. Cover there. Windscreen. Because it's Masters. Please stop talking about the Ravens. What what do you got for us? Talk about Joe Madden. What did, what did you what, what did you prepare for today exactly? What I is, just did an hour of golf talk over there at 105.7. I'm, I'm did you really radioed out. You well, no, I mean I did my show for this weekend. Oh, you wait, you recorded it on Wednesday. I, that's the only time I can well, get in there. How am I going to get RBC Heritage updates on <laughs> right, Sunday? Right, right, right. You're not is that where they're playing this week? Yeah, that is this week. I, of course, us golf guys know that. Mm-hmm, I know. Yeah, right. Us Whew, golf guys are away. Man. What's up with you? Not much. Yeah? Just uh, excited. Very excited. About what? (laughs) The Ryan Mountcastle era, dog. Okay. Well, we'll get to that in Would You Rather Wednesday here in a second. Yeah, I'm excited. We'll cover that. (laughs) Give me your 
thumbnail. Do you call them the A's or the Athletics? I've never really thought about it. I think I do both. I think that there are times I, where I, I call them. The I A's really like Athletics. I think A's Why? is stupid, but I are they going to keep that name when they move to Vegas, or are they going to adopt something else? I would say they're going to keep it. I was going to make a joke on Twitter last night, like if if you know if I were an athletic, they're moving fan, right. But they have to. They don't have a choice. Yeah, I mean, what else are they going to do? That stadium they were going to build is not getting built. Yes, it's over. Yeah, they're like, they're going to Vegas. They're playing. In the, Vegas is a thing. Like yeah. that's that's got to yeah, no, occur. No, 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 and no. I think that they're going to call them the Las Vegas Athletics. It's just they're going to move. Sure, I would assume that like it's sort of like they've kind of accepted that that entire part of the country. Just likes the brands. Like the Raiders have moved to three different cities and kept right. the same name. Yeah, they don't care. The entire time. I right. assume they'll keep yeah, the no, same Yeah, no, they name. will. I hope they keep their uniforms. Really? You don't like the A's uniforms? I've never done anything for uh, them. man, I like them. Not anyway. really a yellow guy. You're not? <laughs> like, it's not really my thing. It's a good Coldplay song. It was a decent Coldplay song. You're right. not wrong about right, that. Right, right, it was right. a decent song. How was man, they're it? terrible. Who? Coldplay? No, the A's. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> Like Coldplay's really going downhill yeah, too. Right. But yeah. like, Ever since yeah. he did uh, the the thing with James uh, Corden, you, that's who you blame it on. You blame it on Corden. All going downhill. That guy doesn't do much for me either. How was Springsteen? Oh, it was awesome. Yeah, I, I, it. I would say the this, the band now the I thought the building really held up well sound wise. It was great because the that building prior to the other night was never known as uh, the bastion for. Great sound for concerts. Not at all. It sounded great. Um, he has really benefited. Well, first of all, he's benefited from. I didn't. I kind of completely forgot he hadn't really done a real tour in six years. I forgot that. I mean, he did the Broadway thing. He did a couple one-off, you know, one-off things for hurricanes and stuff. But this was the first time that the band had been together in six years, and and so that. I, I, I've kind of forgotten until the other day Tom Morello's not with him anymore. I didn't even realize oh, really? I didn't, I didn't realize that. that. I don't know that. Um, I think that do couple... They st- do they still do Ghost of Tom Jode? No, uh, they didn't the other okay. night. That, coupled with, you know, every third night, every second or third night now, and, you know, a, a reduced set list, 245 instead of 320, 330, 340, I think that's really helped him, and and probably by extension has helped the band. But I think it's really helped Springsteen. Didn't tour for six years. Sounded great the other night. Looked good. Um, I think not doing it every single night helps. Right, it gives you a chance to breathe a little bit. The fact that they're not killing themselves with thirty three or thirty four songs every single night helped. What? I also, th- I'm I did not. I was not a fan. For the most part, I wasn't a fan of the set list the other night because I cheated and I knew what was coming. I, I, well, I thought they were doing different. I thought he always did nah, different set lists. That's, no, that's doing... what's kind of not been good. Now, I okay. will say that. Does he still do the, the sign thing? Does no. He still... Oh, boy. Oh, no. Wow. Now, what I will say is, is sort of the nature of unintended consequences the fact that they're doing 24 of the same 27 songs every night. Mm-hmm. They're tight. Well, yeah. Very much so. Yeah. Whereas, you know, like last night I looked but at the set list. But his stick used to be that like they would get together to rehearse for a tour and he'd say, you better be up on 100 songs. Correct. You better be. Correct. Including so, random songs we might so never So last play. night they did Born in the USA up in uh, Albany for whatever reason. Okay. I don't even know why. I think it was in Albany. Um, they, 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 but they did the same set list from the night before, two nights before, that they did last night, but they substituted Born in the USA for something. Okay. Other than that, 
It was the same. It was the same. Okay. It was not to me. It was. It's just not what I wanted. And but it'll be different when they get the the stadium, right? They well, would, they can't do the same show. Uh, I don't know. Here's what I would say: They're going. He's going over to Europe. Yeah. Um. I, I here's what I would hope. I would hope that at some point over there, there's a shift. That that you know they decide, hey, okay, now we're gonna do something. No, no surrender was a great opening song. I will say that. Um. For the most part, historically, on his tours, he has kept the opening song the same. So if you think back to the last tour, it was Meet Me in the River. I mean, Meet Me in the City tonight. Then he did the River album. Like, that was the last mm-hmm. one, right? Um, for a while, he was doing I'm a Rocker from the River album as the opener. Um, then he was doing... Um, um, I, I don't know. To, I know. I'm singing yeah. it to myself. But yeah. anyway, he... so. My hope is that by the time they come back over here for the late summer baseball stuff, my hope is that he's switched it up a little. And like the other night, he played Ghosts and Letter to You from that album Letter to You. That album was 60% lousy. Okay. That's the that's the by far and away the worst thing you've ever said about Bruce Springsteen. Oh, I by far. I don't think by far. I thought that I, I would say this. I don't think he's – I think the last 12 years, catalog-wise, have not been very yeah. good for him. Right. I, I thought the last really good album he did was Wrecking Ball, whenever that was. Oh, that was a good one. I actually remember that, that one. Was that was a good one. Great yeah, that album. was a good one. I am, um, I'm with you. I also thought that the – I think you and I talked about this. I thought the Western Stars album, given – Given the different the difference in the you know the different path, I thought that was very interesting. I thought the Western Stars album was very interesting, and I think there were some really good songs on Western Stars. Okay, he didn't play any of them the other night, but I thought that album way more than this thing he's doing now, which is terrible. This soul cover thing. Nobody wants to hear you get up there and sing Night Shift by the Comedy. I don't know, man. I actually enjoy that. It's I terrible. actually enjoy that a little it's bit. It's terrible. I actually enjoy and it. I, but again, I, here's this what is, I would say. By the way, the breakdown, if, if I asked him to, to to talk about the baseball game last night, I would have gotten 30 seconds. I don't want Who cares? Yeah, who cares? I we brought, won 12 I, to I asked one, we I asked one question. We, we, how, we, how, how is Bruce we Springsteen? We won 12 to We covered. Ten minutes um, later, he's still going. And here's the last thing. I would say this about other – I've said this to you before about other bands. Yeah. I think it's terrible when Matt, Dave Matthews plays Sledgehammer. Like, who cares? See, that's actually, to me, always kind of what I've enjoyed about – oh, I've gone to I four I've gone to four Bruce Springsteen Play shows. Play You Never Know. I've gone to four shows, and what I like is the – that's why I kind of like the, the sign part of the bit. When like, yeah, but they're Springsteen songs. Not always. Well, like somebody yeah, would, sometimes it's twist and shout. Yes. But, that's, but those are also plants, I think. I don't know. I've kind of I always. I think they are. I've kind of always enjoyed that part of it. Uh, your point about the arena. Are we going to talk sports now? No, I don't really want oh, to. I don't really want the to. The arena looked great. We, well, we got unfortunately we booked guests today, so yeah. I'm really nervous about how this is going to go with you. Well, yeah, yeah. He's going to disappear. He's going to take a Couldn't phone call. Us. Is the way it's going to go. I know how that is. Boy, really inspired effort from you today. <laughs> I'm just Ravens really down, man. Inspired. Just sign the guy and get it over with. <laughs> but, I told you all along he's staying. What is going on? I guess that's what I'm bummed out about. Oh, is that it's over? 
I'm going to wind up being right about it. I wish they would trade him. <laughs> just, what? Just so we can have something to talk about uh, okay. and get mad about for the next five months. Well, I, we I look, can't get mad about anything. I'm the guy that's been doing a meter, so it's really terrible for me that. I mean, I've told you all along. Yeah, but you didn't know it. You were just saying something. I'm telling. There's. But. He's nowhere to go. Other, other than one moment, I've always thought it was more likely that he was going to stay. For five minutes, There's that nowhere for, for him to go. For five minutes that morning on Twitter, I was like, "Oh my god!" And then I realized five minutes later, like, "Wait a second, wait a second, we're all overreacting to this." And then he's yeah, not going moved anywhere. He's never was going anywhere. All right. But now the question is, yes, whether is he's going to be, be around. Well, well, the question is, is it going to be? Is well, no. This I, is the the only right, remaining question right. is this. Is he gonna be? I, I, I'm, I say a prick. Like, I, is he gonna sit out and not be at training camp and be persona non grata and create this firestorm? That's the only question left. Well, and their hope is that by doing this, they've bought they've bought that goodwill. But they also are still gonna have to pay him more than thirty two million dollars. Like, he's not going to play for thirty two million dollars. I season. wouldn't either. That's not correct. Yeah, I don't blame they, him. They called me and they said, "Would you do it for thirty two? And I said, "No, no chance." It's going to have to be a little bit more than that. They're going to have to figure that out. Right. They'll and but that for over one year, I don't think is going to be a big deal to them. I think they'll be willing to figure out some. By way the way, to, I'm in the minority on the Beckham thing. I, I I don't know. I I don't think because I don't know what Lamar. I don't think Lamar knows. I don't think Lamar told Beckham sign here. I'm staying. I don't believe that. I think the Ravens convinced Beckham Lamar is going to be here because he's got nowhere to go. I thought that at first, but the follow-up, the them going out and partying at the club on Sunday night, the reports that Lamar was openly recruiting Odell Beckham to Baltimore, that stuff is a little bit too much for me to think that there wasn't a, hey, dude, if you come here, I'm going to play this season. Like, I, I, I think there has to be something there. Now, again, they still have to land the plane, to your point. That's why I'm still giving 8% flexibility on the meter they still have to land the plane here and figure out what that looks like is he actually showing up all those things they still got to get that all worked out but it's very difficult for me to fathom that those guys hours after Odell Beckham signed were out clubbing together and partying if there was any ambiguity about whether or not they were actually going to be teammates this season like I I I'm not saying it's impossible rich people do things that I'll never be able to imagine but you know, the idea that, like, they just said, ah, you're going to play for the team that I used to play for? We should go out and party tonight? Right. I, I think that's a bit that's okay. a bit much. I think that I think the it, Ravens convinced Beckham he ain't going anywhere. Well, I also think that no one else was willing to pay him $15 million to play football. 100%. Like, I think that's 1,000% no a major part of the equation when it comes to all of no this. No question. You brought up the sound at the arena. That, to me, was the biggest takeaway that I had from being there. Like, there was nothing that... It looks great. It feels better. It's more open. There's plenty of things that I like about it. But you'll still be in that building and look around and be like, yeah, this is a square building. Like, there's still things that will remind you that you're at the Baltimore Arena while you're there. The sound blew me away. Was, I have sat was, in the awesome. exact same seats for other shows that I sat in for Earth, Wind, and Fire. I've never heard that building sound as good as it sounded when I was there on no Thursday question. night. No question. I, I never. I was on the floor. Um, so I never got into another area of the of the arena, but I I, I was blown away by how good I was it I was about midway up in the lower level for for Thursday and I like it, it sounded like I was on it sounded like I was in the front row it sounded unbelievable in that building that's the biggest takeaway that I could come away with uh, as far as what's new about the arena would you um. 
What you would you kind of would you would you pay for your Springsteen ticket? Like, um, way 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 too much. Yeah, I know that, but like, did you did you have to do the dynamic thing? You don't want to know. Okay. Yes, I did. I okay. was not happy about it. Um, more so when I, more so once I realized. Now, I, let me stop and say this: I couldn't go to the DC show because we covered how to match. Kevin Hall golf had a match that day, which is okay. weird because I, I control the schedule. But anyway. <laughs> Wait, way to go. Way to go, dummy. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, I would have gone there. The pricing was a little different. I would have gone there. Um, had I known he was coming to the, the baseball stadium, I would have waited it out for Baltimore. I would have still gone Friday night. I would have, But I would have also known the value of the ticket was going to go way down. Got it. Th- those seats Got the it. other night. Yeah. Let me tell you, anybody listening right now wants to go see a show in the arena, sit upstairs in 304 or 303-304. You're directly over the right-hand or left-hand corner of the stage. They're great seats. If you can get row A or row B or row C in the upper level, they're great seats for a show. Okay. And you got those the other night for 250 bucks. Yeah, I, 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 I can't do that either. Well, I, I'm but out, I'm saying... I'm out, I'm out on that. But I'm saying... You, so you paid... Oh, m- more. Oh boy. Yeah. Oh now boy. for me. Oh boy. I'm. I'm. From. I mean. Right. This I'm is a, what you're going to okay, go to. You're right. not. Gonna, you're not going to go to four other shows this summer. You're. No. Yeah. I would again if my schedule would have allowed. I would have probably gone to. No, I just mean you're Philly. not going to go to. You're not going to oh. go to see the Eagles. No, you're not going to w- go see I, Queen and Adam see, Lambert. We might go to, see Dave Matthews, but that would be it. And those are getting well, that's expensive. Not that's a Mary too. Right. Yeah. Um. So. So yeah. I mean. I, I, I'm saying, stand here now saying, I don't know if I'm going to the baseball show or not. And if some friends of mine said, hey, that weekend, is it a weekend? I don't even a, know what I it want to say it's Saturday night, in fact. Somebody said to me, hey, that weekend, we're thinking about going to the, we're going to go to Nemecolon to play golf for the weekend. You want to go? I would just go play golf. It wouldn't keep me. That baseball show is not going to keep me from doing something else. But it. if I'm here on that yeah, Friday and yeah, you yeah. called me and said, dude, you want to go down there and go get some chicken wings and go watch Springsteen, right. I, I would go. Right. Like That's how I'm looking at it. Before we talk some NFL draft this morning, oh, I'm going geez. to give you, here's your minute. Tell Come on, me, tell, man. Tell me, tell me what matters about John Rahm winning the Masters. Um, well, what matters is It matters for him, obviously. Well, what matters is he's uh, halfway to the career Grand Slam. He, he got the one out of the way that is the most mercurial of them all because of the golf course and because – because of the way of the, the golf course is routing, it does require it, it does require certain shots that you you don't find in other places. So he mastered that. In a, no pun intended. Um, so I think that, I think I think that's a very very important. He got two of the four out of the way. He can win either one or the other two for sure. Um, I think. I would say this. He got the he has the two toughest out of the way. The US Open and the Masters are the two most difficult to win. And he's got he got both of those out of the way. Okay. He he he's almost a slam dunk to win the British Open at some point. And if they get to a venue at a, like a, like maybe this month, if they get to a venue at PGA where 8 9 under is your winner and it's not a birdie fest like it was last year at Southern Hills, he he could win there. Okay, he 
So I would say what's the most important about it is he's kind of establishing he's got, himself as he's being. He's got two of the four out of the way, yeah. and to me, he's got the two that are sort of the most mercurial. He got them both out of the way. Okay. So okay. it was a hell of a win for him. No, he is a, obviously he's a great player. No question about it. Yep. No question about it. All right, Drew Forrester is here. He'll be talking more about that on Fairways and Greens this Sunday, live on 105.7 The Fan at noon. You can check it out there. Uh, joining us this morning as we get into this week's NFL draft segment, he is, of course, with NFL Media, NFL.com, where you can see all of his stuff. Lance Zerline, an NFL network analyst. NFL Network provides live coverage of the 2023 NFL draft from Kansas City, April 27th through 29th. Lance, it's Glenn and Drew in Baltimore. It's great to catch up. Thank you for taking the time for us. Sure. How are you guys doing? Everything's good. I Part of the reason why we wanted to talk to you is because – you had gone a rather fascinating route for the Ravens in your last mock draft and had them making the trade that some of us have wondered if was possible with the Indianapolis Colts. Seeing what they did with Odell Beckham and now Lamar Jackson and Odell Beckham doing like a buddy cop picture together, are, are you? do you think it's less likely that that scenario could end up playing out? I think it's substantially less likely. I think what it does is now Lamar, who had kind of painted himself into a corner um, with his stance on everything, now this gives him, you know, a, a plausible solution in the short term. Maybe not to re-sign, but to come back and play on the $32 million tag. Now you have an opportunity to say, well, you know, I know, I know that I posted that Instagram post, and I know that I had, but, however, now that OBJ comes back, you know, let's go one more time, you know, run it back, Ravens, Ravens flock. Well, I, you can almost see the Instagram post where, you know, we're going to um, – I've always loved the Ravens, and I'm going to do one more year, and then we'll see what happens. I'm not going to talk until, you know. I think that he does. I think he plays on the tag this year. I don't know if they come to an agreement. I think Lamar's going to have to back off. And even if he doesn't now, there may be some – there, there may be some concerns now from the Ravens' side, but I think what happens is by bringing in Odell Beckham Jr., by the way, there's no guarantee that Odell Beckham Jr. right now is not a true like wide receiver one. Mm -hmm. So I don't think there's any guarantee, uh, but he improves, he improves the team, he improves the pass catcher's uh, room, so I think that helps. But he gives Lamar an out now to save a little bit of face and come back and play this year, and I think that's, I think that's important for the Ravens. But at the same time, you know, if you're the Ravens, are you just completely out on quarterback this year? Or, you know, do you, do you alter the way that you approach Lamar Jackson after he comes back? Because I do think he's going to come back. So let me, let me go to the second pick you had them making in the first round because it's also related to what the Ravens did in signing uh -huh. Odell Beckham. I have said all along, I'm okay. Even though they clearly overpaid for Odell Beckham, I'm fine with the circumstances. Yeah. Even if you get a marginalized version, the Ravens' wide receiver room stinks. Like, they, yes. there's nothing there outside of Rashad Bateman, provided he's healthy. So I can live with all of those things. And if it helped you, you know, mend fences with Lamar. Because better than you. Slightly. Yeah. Um, and if it helped you mend fences with Lamar Jackson, all good. My only issue would be this can't change your philosophy going into the draft. You can't suddenly believe that you have figured out wide receiver because you've got Odell Beckham in the fold. I have no idea what Odell Beckham is at this point. But even if it works, he's only under contract for one year. Do you think they should still be in the market for wide receiver with the 22nd pick? Absolutely. It's a one-year deal. And you know, like you said, I mean, it's a one-year deal, and you don't even know, you know how, good, how good Beckham is right now. So 
Um, yeah, absolutely. I think that's, I think that's a big problem is that if you think this solves anything, it doesn't now, does it allow you to push it to next year? It could, but I think your point that you made about the wide receiver room is a valid one. I still don't think, you know, I don't, I don't know who Rashad Bateman is. I don't know right. if he's going to be the guy that people think he is. I know you got a, two pass catching tight ends that you can work around and that's fine. But I, I gave them Zay flowers because I thought Zay is a guy who can get open on his own and, and could be a dynamic wide receiver. Um, independent of Lamar Jackson, whoever a quarterback is going to be. I think, I think Zay Flyer is just a good player. So, um, you know, for me, I think there's too many Perryman vibes to, to Quentin Johnston. I know Johnston hmm. is a more dynamic college player, but, man, he's got a lot of drops. He did not have – he's not as fast as Perryman was, and he frankly didn't have a great um, pro day workout. So I kind of would pass, you know, if I had my choices, I, I, I think I'd rather go with a guy that I feel a little bit more confident about being a consistent performer, and that would be Zay Flowers. But I also don't think there's a true top dog wide receiver in this draft either. I, I know that's been a difficult thing. A lot of analysts have said this is not a great wide receiver draft. Of course, we all remember a few years ago when everybody said that, and literally everyone besides Hollywood Brown and Nikhil Harry ended up being a rock star, and the Ravens <laughs> got Hollywood Brown. Um, when, tell me more about where – Like, I, I think one of the things that I liked about Zay Flowers was – you know, world without Odell Beckham, he really seemed to be kind of the perfect complement to Rashad Bateman in a wide receiver room. Is it some of it, you know, the quality of the player? How much of it is the fit in what the Ravens are trying to do offensively? Well, I think some is a fit, but I mean, what are you fitting your pieces to? I, at this point, you don't, you know, there's the saying that a wide receiver room, you want it to be like a basketball team, right? A wide variety of types of receivers. You know, for me, you don't even have that baseline for you don't have that necessarily that baseline. I'm just trying to go get a good pass catcher. If I'm the Ravens, I want a guy who can separate and I want a guy with great hands who can, you know, make contested catches and make plays. Um, does it help that you can play Bateman outside and flowers inside? Absolutely. But is that how I'm, is that how I'm approaching this? Not really. And I mean, if, and frankly, if I'm, if I'm, if Lamar Jackson stays there, I think you need bigger targets. You know, we know his accuracy can be a little in ball placement can be a hit or miss. So I think you want guys with maybe a little bit bigger catch radiuses. You want guys with good hands. And so uh, I think who your quarterback is and what kind of offense you're going to run could also play into your wide receiver choice. But if Lamar comes back for this year, to me, I'm just going to go try to find a wide receiver I think is good. Listen, I think there's some good wide receivers. They're just smaller than normal. Zay Flowers gained 10 pounds in the, uh, you know, during the draft season to go from 178 to 188. But he was a smaller guy. Uh, Josh Downs is a is a terrific player, but Josh Downs is 171 player pounds. But I really like him out of North Carolina, who I think he'd be a great fit for the Ravens too in the second round if you could get him. You traded back, um, so you know there's some guys that will be effective wide receivers. I just think that they're complementary pieces. Is there any way if something weird happens and by the end of April? The Ravens haven't figured this out with Lamar. Is there any way somewhere they take a quarterback? Just, yeah, just, H- just Hendon the, Hooker's name just, comes to mind. Just to obviously. push, just to have that in their oh, back Oh, 100%. Pocket. No, I think Hendon Hooker's the one that makes the most sense because you can try to get him in the second round. I mean, I don't know. The teams I've talked to don't think Hendon Hooker's going in the first. I know the media thinks that's going to happen, but I'm, I'm teams don't seem to be as sold on that, so – We'll see what happens. Hooker is a great example of someone that you could, you know, he's a guy you have to kind of wait on because he was injured this year. He had the ACL tear. So, 
you know, it's probably not going to be a factor at all this year. But yeah, I do think you could, I do think you could draft quarterback. And if you do feel like you've had that Lamar's had some conversations in the background, like I, we don't know what's going on in the background. It doesn't feel like anything is, but if something is going on and, and if you feel confident, if Lamar comes to you and says, Hey, you know, I think we might be able to get a deal done. Maybe after the draft, I know the Ravens would rather do something before the draft to get the highest, most known draft pick possible. But if, you know, if that doesn't happen, then you just kind of have to take your chances with wherever Lamar goes. You're going to just have to hope that, you know, that team stinks. <laughs> and that's not, you know, I don't know how likely that is, to be honest with you. That's the problem. I think that's, that's, yeah, that's the yeah. juxtaposition right. they're in. Correct. If they trade him somewhere, yeah. they want a really good pick. Problem is, when they trade him somewhere, that team that's gets a, good all of a yes, sudden. Yes, uh, it's probably going to be drastic. <laughs> and, 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 and so, what's the, so, so, guys, what's the, you know, why would the Colts, let's just say the Colts were interested, right? Right. Why would the Colts be in a big hurry to get anything done before the draft when they've got the fourth pick? Right. That's the problem you run into if you're Eric DaCosta. I mean, I, it's why I think it's most likely that Lamar Jackson is a Baltimore Raven like you do, like I know Drew does. That's that's the reality of it. Um, if he was going mm-hmm. somewhere, he would have already gone. I, I think that's true, too. Lance Zerline uh, with us on GCR. Lance, you could argue now with Odell Beckham, that, and some people would say that with Marcus Peters still lingering out there and not a Baltimore Raven, um, that cornerback is maybe a bigger need at this point for the Ravens. There's two names that have been really interesting to us. All along, one is a local kid from Baltimore via Edgewood. That's Deontay Banks. You have a nightmare scenario for Maryland fans because you have him going to Pittsburgh. Um, the other one, of course, is Joey Porter Jr., which would just be so fascinating well, that's a no. given the history no, 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 that our city has no. with Joey Porter. You have him on the, on the table, and you have him in play still, where a lot of people have him going a little bit earlier. Why are you not quite as bullish about Joey Porter as maybe other people are that kind of have him as a consensus top 20 pick? I, I like Joey Porter just fine. I think when it comes right down to it, though, the guys who have special traits historically, and that's, and that's Deontay Banks. I've got a higher grade on Joey Porter, to be sure. Um, I, think he's the, I think he's the better prospect. But when I do mock drafts, I try to figure out what teams might do. And historically, guys who are the size of Deontay Banks who run like he runs, who jump like he jumps, who's explosive. Like, those guys just have a tendency, and, he's, and he can play in, a, in, in different schemes. Joey Porter Jr. is going to be more of a, a press man corner, so he's more of a very, you know, a specific type of scheme from a team standpoint. Um, I just think Banks is going to end up being the third guy because of the traits. I think, he'll, I think there'll be enough teams. I, I think Joey Porter Jr. will have teams saying, yeah, he's, he's a good player. You know, we'll consider him. But you'll have more teams who say, man, Banks, I like Banks. He's got that, you know, look how explosive he is. He can, we can really do something with him. I just think there will be more excitement about Banks, and that will, you know, ultimately I think lead him to be in the third corner off the board. But I do think from a, a knee standpoint, I definitely consider pass rush. I consider defensive end, and I consider quarterback. I'm funny the Ravens have their fair strength. I think you're going to end up getting a pretty good football player there at 22. Is there the, – we know the Ravens have only five picks going into the draft, and we know the Ravens will sweat the idea of having only five picks. They don't like operating that way. They'd like to have five picks in the fourth round of an, any, any given NFL draft. There, I've heard from some people that maybe that if you move back from 22 to 37, you're not really changing your reality all that much. Is that true about this year's draft? Well, 
I mean, fact is that's true in every draft. The boards for teams, you have to remember, a team board is much different than a, uh, than a you know, board media people put together where you're considering all 32 teams. A team board, there's going to be some players that don't fit the scheme. There are going to be some players that will fall out because of medical reasons, because of character issues that they'll eliminate. So the team board is going to be much tighter. It's going to be much tighter. It's going to be a much smaller group of guys. And so what happens is a lot of times, you know, you'll get to the 37th pick or whatever, and you'll find that some of the players who you would have considered at 25 are still there. And so that's why trading back for a team like the Ravens and maybe for a team like the Vikings, a couple teams that, you know, have good teams, but they, they, they would like to have more picks moving back might make more sense. So I think the, uh, I think moving back for the Ravens is not a bad idea at all. Unless you have a guy you really, really covet that you think is a top 10 player who's in that spot, I think moving back is not a bad idea. Just so that you have the ability to, you know, to add, and it may be adding a future pick next year. You know, you might even do that. It can, just for the fun of it, if we identified receiver, corner, and I'll throw an edge rush as well and said, these are probably the three biggest areas of need for the Ravens. Who are the players that you would say, if they're there at 22, draft them. If they're gone, go ahead and move back because everybody after that point is probably about the same. I mean, I'd say probably either uh, um, Will McDonald or, or Miles Murphy okay. as your edge. You know, what, they're two totally different types of guys, um, types of players. But I think Miles Murphy fits kind of what Ravens like. But um, so that's one consideration. Um, and I did for a little bit in one of my mocks, I had Will McDonald there for the Ravens. So I think those two guys would be the edge type players, even though they're different types of edges. Um, I would say at wide receiver, Zay Flowers is the guy that I mentioned who <clears throat> I'd have no problems drafting Zay Flowers. And then at cornerback, uh, I've got no problem with Porter. I think Porter's a fit there okay. uh, scheme wise. So I've got no problem with, with Porter uh, in, in that spot. For me personally, Banks isn't as high on my board. But I, I just think Banks is going to be off the board by the time it gets to the Ravens. And if Porter were there, he's a guy 100% would consider. And in order, and in order, I would probably make it uh, Porter, McDonald, um, Porter. No, Porter, Zay Flowers, McDonald, and then Murphy. Murphy. That's kind of how I would have it. Very interesting. All right, it's got to change Porter's last name to Phelps. <laughs> right, yeah, and then everything will be. Then we're hard. good. Right. <laughs> then we're fine. My God, it would be great news for us. Right. It would be great news for what yep. we do if it was Joey Porter Jr. It would be. Oh my God. Oh, it would be outstanding. Um, uh, Lance, uh, obviously the NFL draft is on NFL Network. What do you have coming up at NFL.com? What can we plug for you? Well, I've got my draft track will be out. We're all I'm I'm up to like 460 draft prospects. So. You'll be able to read my scouting report before the draft and also after the draft once the Ravens make their picks and find out what I think about those players' strengths, weaknesses, in some cases player comps. In some cases you'll have uh, quotes from people in the league when I can get them to, to speak about a player anonymously. And then, um, you know, my write-up, who I, who I think they're going to be when it's all said and done. Lance Zerline, appreciate you, man. Thank you so much for taking the time for us this morning. All right, thanks, guys. That's Lance Erline, NFL.com, NFL Network, with us here on GCR. What happens first, Lamar signs or Otani gives up a run? Uh, it might be. It might very well be Lamar signing. It might very well be. I hear he's good, that Otani fella. Three starts, yeah. 19 innings, 24 strikeouts, 2-0 record. Well, 0. 0. 0. 0. 
But he's kind of but he's kind of meh as a hitter though. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 0.470 RA. He did give up a run. Uh, batting 12 for 40, 300. Yeah. Three homers. Yeah. 23 total bases. Eight runs knocked in. Although Matt Castle knocked in nine last night. Eight walks. His OPS right now is 979. Mm. Huh. Mm. You see who wandered into the top 10 of uh, uh, in odds for AL MVP this week? I, I have to assume it's Adley Rutschman. Adley Rutschman has wandered well, into the top 10 for AL MVP Be odds. Better. Expert and award-winning A.J. Michaels heating, A.C. plumbing, and home performance will improve your home's energy efficiency and comfort levels. A.C. season is coming up fast. New rebates and discounts are available more at ajmichaels.com. Com. To the point, though, it don't, don't don't put a ticket in on Adley Rutschman. Shohei Otani is going to win MVP in the American League. You're wasting your time. Uh, I know well, he, I mean, he, did. he didn't win last hurt. year. It took somebody else hitting 1,000 home runs for him to not be MVP of the league. All right. Um, let's do Would You Rather Wednesday. Would You Rather Wednesday is brought to you by Birdland Sports. Everybody who participates will be registered to win a T-shirt of their choice from birdlandsports.com. Would You Rather number one, speaking of yes. the NFL draft – Settle down. Would you rather the Ravens still use the 22nd pick on a wide receiver despite adding Odell Beckham, or they need to do something else with that pick at this point? For those of you that say, oh, it's a wide receiver if they're the best player available, I'm not asking you for that. You've got to pick one or the other. I I guess I would preface this by saying I'm not convinced – I think there's as much of a chance that Beckham's traded before the deadline than there is that he's here next year. Because if they don't keep him next year, they it's a massive hit it's, on their it's ten ten million dollars. So I think that they they signed him and said, All right, here's the deal. We don't really know if he's gonna be any good. He hasn't played in two years. He hasn't been all that great even in the four years before that. He's been hurt. But here's what we'll do. We'll take a gamble on him. And if for some reason five games in He's got three touchdowns and, you know, 41 catches or something in, well, that'd be a lot, but 30 catches in five or six games. It'd be remarkable. Yeah, and he's got three touchdowns. Someone will take him off our hands at the deadline that needs a receiver, whereas his receiver breaks their foot. Yeah, I, don't, or, I, don't, I don't get that at all. I'm just saying. You would still have dead cap space even if you trade him. They, but they'll take him, and, they, and at least if nothing else, they'll just say, we gave, it a, we gave it a shot, moved him on, got something for him. That's all. I'm really, I'm really confused by the scenario you're painting, though. The scenario is he's working, like he's sort of, kind of working. But I'm, I don't know if he works on the field, but in the locker room, he's a pain in the rear end. He's f- fussing in the media. I'm just saying, you take him. You've got him for a year. If he doesn't work out, you can get something for him. That's all. I, don't, I, don't I think it's a, I think it's a good signing. I, whether no. or not they overpaid for him or not, that's, they got to fight that battle. But I think it's a good signing. And if he pans out. They got a good receiver. I don't think there's a chance in hell that they – I mean, like, the team would have to stink. Like, if, if the team is, you know, four and eight or something like that. Is. Well, I mean, it does. I agree with that. That's the only scenario where I could ever see. Best we're going to be six and two. Wow. Well, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's how you can see this playing out. What does it have to do with the draft? Oh, I don't know. What was the answer? <laughs> the answer your question drafting is – Drafting a wide receiver at 22 or you got to do something else? I, I – I think you got to take something else. Okay, you you sign these two dudes in the off season to be your wide receivers. Well, I mean, I, I'm not counting Nelson Aguilar. Okay, at but all. that but they are. Well, you I don't, aren't. If they, they are, are. I think, if they are, I think it's a mistake. Well, they have three receivers: Bateman, Aguilar, this guy, Duvernay. Right. Proach. Proach. Oh, Proach. You're still in on Proach. <laughs> 
That's still your guy. <laughs> well, yeah, here's what you do know about him. What's our schedule? I don't even know. They haven't team. announced it yet, Drew. No, but who do who we are play? the opponents? Yeah, who do we okay. play? Okay. Uh, well, hang on a second. I just don't what's remember. our what's our thing next year? Uh, they they host the Lions, Rams, Seahawks, Texans, Colts, Dolphins. Okay. They travel to the 49ers, Cardinals, Jaguars, Titans, Chargers. Gotcha. Okay. So let me just tell you real quick. I'll oh, pick, you're going to go ahead and do the record. I'll pick the game. No, right, no, stop. no. Would you just answer the damn I'll question? I'll pick the game where he's going to come back and haunt us. Um, Who? Approach. <laughs> what do you mean, come back and haunt you? Seattle. Oh, because he's gonna, they're going to cut he's gonna him, come and then back. he's going to sign in he's Seattle. He's going to come here okay. with Seattle yeah. and for sure do what um, Perryman did that year when he made right. that insane catch right. Right. for the Browns. I get it. He, he's coming back here to haunt us. Okay. For the one that he didn't catch that fell right in his arms against the Bengals. No question about that. No question about so it. So I'll say Proach is gone, Give, but I don't want to take a wide receiver. <laughs> I don't want to take a wide receiver. Have you seen us? I hear Have you. Have you seen our history taking wide receivers? I hear you. I hear you. No thanks. Griffin? Uh, I mean, I say it every year, too. I'm like, this is, we're done drafting receivers. We just yes, can't do done. it. But uh, – We go get them the way we just got them. I mean – Take I, them from somebody you're else. You're trying to get rid of them in three weeks. No, I'm not. <laughs> yeah, you just said that. I'm saying that they have that lu- – at least by signing I disagree. Him. I don't think they have that luxury. I I'm think sure it would be do. disastrous. You get something for him at least. I un- if you don't want him but around. But it still counts as dead cat. All right, we'll talk I about mean, this. I mean, in the spirit of the game, I'm, I'm – I, I, I don't know what to, how to answer because I, I you have at to this answer point, the question at this point. I mean, I like the top four receivers except for Quentin Johnson now. All, all he needed to say was Prashad Perryman. Yeah. No, I'm, no, I'm completely oh, okay. Out now on, you're out on. I'm him. completely out on Quentin Johnson now. Um, so any of those other three or Banks or Porter, I like. I, I, as long as it's one of those five guys, I think I'll be happy. Otherwise, I'd want us to move back. <sighs> um, People are really. This one's been a real. I'll struggle. go. I'll go. I'll go with the first option. Real, take a receiver because because struggle. we always need them. We always I, I always would, always need them. I would still be inclined to take a receiver at this point as well. Okay. Number two. Good luck with that. Would you rather after his I'll massive tell you exactly night? What's I understand. After his massive night, the Orioles celebrate the day by announcing a six-year, ninety million dollar extension for Ryan Mountcastle, or would you rather wait and see a full season of on-base consistency before they do something? Are like you that? insane? Who asks that? You wait. Okay. And you let him get within two years Jake of free Fox? agency? I do remember. That was in spring training. That wasn't an actual baseball game. Yeah, like 13 home runs. In spring training. And then he had four. You keep, you keep trying to compare no. spring training to uh, baseball. You wait on Ryan Mountcastle. Okay. He has proven nothing. Griffin? Oh, yeah. Griffin's all. He loves the guy. I don't know. Uh, Sign him. I don't care. In. Come on. It's not my money. Sign I'm, him. I'm in a weird place because that's the other part of me, too. Is it like, what does it actually hurt? And the problem is, Drew would say, well, you know, the last time they spent money on somebody, when it didn't work out, they refused to ever spend money again. It's, it's only $90 and, million. Dollars. And that's the day. Yeah. So I'm struggling with those two things. From a, if, if somebody said to me, it's your job, you have to make the call. I'd probably be inclined to agree with Drew, right? Like, let me wait this thing out a little bit longer. I, I'm not going to overreact to a hot start to the season. This is still a guy who's like a career 300 on base guy. I'm I'm not, you know, I'm I'm not ready yet. But at the same time, it's 15 million dollars a year. It shouldn't be what dooms you. It shouldn't be what wrecks you. As you should be able to give away a bad 90 million dollar contract. It would make your fan base believe that you're willing to do these things and that you're going to start spending money and investing and keeping the club together. So I think the value of that maybe outweighs the risk. Also, if he's got more, the freaking Grand Slam, it, 
is the most ridiculous ball I think I've ever seen hit. <laughs> the audacity. They're like, we're going to move the wall back, uh, you know, oh 30 feet. God. And Ryan Mountcastle's like, go ahead, move it back 30 feet more. See how things play yeah, out. Like, worst case scenario, I mean, I guess, yeah. I guess it could end up not great, but like. Well, the problem maybe... is it ends up not great, and that's the move the Orioles made. Yeah, that's yes, the one. Yes. That's the one that they were willing to do. And then after that, they say, see, this is why we, this is why we don't do this. This is why we're not going to spend money on guys is because of what happened with Ryan Mountcastle, which is exactly what occurred with Chris Davis. This one, uh, by the way, the first one, the bad answers have been so bad I won't even respond to them. The second one, um, this one has been more extend Mountcastle than anything else. Again, I think the theory being it's not your money. So, you know, who cares? Uh, did you see how much it's going to cost you to have an NFL Sunday ticket this season? I did. Went up by... A hundred and if 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 you want it, you better plan on getting it before June. Three hundred forty nine dollars if you're not a YouTube TV subscriber and you get it before June. If you're not a YouTube TV subscriber and you wait till after June, four hundred forty nine dollars for NFL Sunday tickets. Uh, you season. knew this is where this was going. Anyone that didn't know this, well, is I mean, where they it's paid going. what billions of dollars, so they're gonna they're gonna and do everything to recoup their money and and. I hope it's in our lifetime, although I hope it isn't, but I do hope it is because I hope I'm around long enough, that there will come a day when all the games are going to cost you money to watch. Who are you kidding? Well, they, they kind of already do already cost you money to watch. Like yeah, you're, you're paying for cable TV. Right, you're suggesting there is a... I'm suggesting there will be uh, some sort of per-game, per-team, per-network fee. So it's it's coming, well, I, but I think television is going to exist that way. So I mean, cable TV is going to be dead within a decade. There won't be. I mean, it might still exist in as a bastion, right? Like but it'll if, be just what it is now. But, it'll be these startup, pop-up media entities: Netflix, right. Hulu, Correct. Pandora, whatever, whatever, whatever. And right. the question is, does the NFL, you know, continue to partner with Paramount and Peacock and all of those people in order to have, or do they just simply say, no, we're taking it all in house? Like, the only way to have the NFL. I've said this about baseball before. That's going to happen. But the the thing that the MLS is doing this season is going to happen in baseball at some point. At some point, the Bally sports thing might be what allows it to to move forward quicker. They're going to look around and say, well, we can still let you sell local advertising dollars. That's, That's the biggest difference right now with the MLS broadcast is it's a national broadcast. And the Yankees will never go for that. The Yankees will say, we need to be more valuable than the other teams. We are more valuable because our market's bigger and because we well, get to sell more. they're America's team. Right, there's that too. Thank you. Nailed it. Nailed it. They are America's team. Um, so they'll never allow for Just them saying. to be nothing but net. They- Everybody wants to grow up. Everybody Thank grows you. up wants that's to be a That's a great Yankee. point. That's what Mark DeSharis said. Wants to be a Yankee. That's, a, that's, that's what, what Rutschman's going to say. Mark, don't, don't do that. Don't do that. The point is. Nah, he's going to Boston. Would you rather? <laughs> you know that. I, I'm really glad we get together and do this. <laughs> you know he's going to Boston. I'm really glad. How Ever think, since Carlton Fisk. How, how do you think this you one? You know, I was a huge Jason Veritek fan. Right, I can just I hear him yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. How do you think this one's going today? How do you think? Awesome. How do you think this has been one of our, our better awesome. performances? Like the rest of them? Yeah, yeah, like the rest of them. Awesome. I don't disagree with that part. So would you rather have a full season of NFL Sunday ticket at $349 a day or for essentially the same price, two tickets to one Ravens game Sitting in the mid level, the midfield of the upper deck. Um, I'll pay. You know, give, I'll pay for all the games. I can sit home and watch it. I don't care about going, 
but it is an enormous amount of money. That's sort of what I'm trying to say yeah, here. I mean, it's an enormous amount of money for... Again, I wouldn't right now. I'm, I'm not shelling out four hundred dollars. You, gotta, you have a, to spend. Three, I'm not their market. You have to spend three hundred fifty dollars. I'm forcing you to spend three hundred fifty dollars okay. one way or the other. Either you get Sunday ticket for the season, or you get two tickets to one game. Sunday ticket. That's okay. Thank you. Sure, Griffin. Um, I think people are struggling with this one too. It's not all that hard. Well, you have to spend the three hundred fifty. So I have YouTube TV. And they just—it was like a ten dollars. Pretend like you don't. You All I spend, want is red zone. Stop it! You have to spend. What's, re, what's your YouTube TV? You're trying cost? to do. What's that cost? Please alert Ryan Frazier right now to what you're trying to do. I don't care about your life. Right. You have to spend three hundred. No, no one cares. Three hundred fifty dollars on red zone. Not sorry, on Sunday ticket. Now you got me all screwed up. Sunday ticket for the season or on two tickets to one football game. Ah, uh, man. I, I guess I. I'll go to the football game. I'll go to the football game. Why? Because I like going to games, and uh, I you young. know, I, I can get. I guess it's going to be three fifty flat rate for any game. I'll pick the Sunday night game, whatever. And well, yeah. I think those ones they might charge more of. Well, a you pr- said it's three fifty. Right? I know. I know. Yeah. I did say that. I said roughly the same price as what I said. I think they do try to charge more of a premium yeah. for the old Sunday night games because yeah. they know they can get it from you, and they decided to do their own dynamic pricing because that's. What a what a time to be alive! What a time to be alive! Yeah, I don't. Everybody's up in arms about it, but like it's if if you care about football and like I I'm good. Yeah, I mean I'll I, watch I, the games that they the cra- I'll watch the Cowboys. That's the way it'll. When, well, they're when, America's team. That's a great point, and they know that because the game that you're going to get at four o'clock every week is going to be the Cowboys game. You see like, their helmets. Thank you. Anything else? That's why we bring him in. To, I'm just trying That's to bring. We, I'm just trying to bring this thing all the way to the finish line. Appreciate you, man. <laughs> appreciate you grinding it out with us. Appreciate you. Um, I'll take it. I'll just deal with it. And I'll I'll bitch about it. I'll complain about it. Well, of course, that's. That's right. part of the fun. Yes, exactly right. Like that's what we well, do. We just here. cough up the money when we, we can complain. We, we bitch about the fact that I that I say, "Oh, good, it's another Sunday four o'clock where my my viewing option is Cowboys Jets." Exactly. Although this year, I guess with Aaron Rodgers, that probably you know, yeah. are they getting him or not? They're gonna get him. So you're They're going to a him. game, Glenn? No, I'm. G- oh, okay. I, I'm. I'm gonna in this scenario choose the ticket because I have to spend it. But I'm not actually going to spend it, and I'm not going to go to a game. <laughs> And I'm going to bitch about what the game is they're offering me in the 4 o'clock window each week. That's the way this is going to go. Oh, great. Cowboys-Falcons. Exactly the game I wanted to watch when, you know, Jaguars-Chargers is going on at the same time. Like, that's definitely the game that I wanted to watch this week was Cowboys-Panthers. That's totally the game. Bryce Young. Thank you. That's a great point. Bryce Young will be there. That, that That is a thing. Uh, what is your take on before? Mark Ross is going to join us here in a minute. Oh, what is he? 1140? Do we need to yes, take a break now? It's 1140. It, yeah. Do you I have any thoughts at all about the Orioles celebration? Do you have any thought? Do you care at all? Zero. About that? Couldn't okay. care less. Okay. I mean, I couldn't care less. Just keep hitting home runs and keep drinking out of that thing or doing whatever you're doing with it. Uh, who cares? Okay. I mean, people, I, I, I can't imagine anyone's making a big deal of it. I think if they you, had, you think if it gets into the summer and they're doing a lot, no, I, start I, I, I said, yeah, I did a whole thing about it yesterday. I said, I think if they, if they had it, no, 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 not that. Okay. I think if they had a t- like this, this dong bong thing that people were going with on the, the on Twitter, I think if that continued to grow and that continued to be a thing, well, the team would squelch it. That's exactly what I was. I think if that had continued, then at some point the team would have had no choice to step in and say. Guys, we got to nix this. So I said yesterday, like, if you like it, 
you know, don't do that. Don't call it that. If you like it, if you think it's fun, if you want to see the guys keep doing it, stop using that phrase. Stop using it. Be in on it. Call it something else. We all know what it is. We're all aware of it. But if if that phrase doesn't exist, then no one can ever say, well, it's it's a problem that the Orioles are doing a bong. Because the Orioles would say, no, we're not. No such thing exists. Where are you getting that from? They can't complain about something that doesn't exist. But if it does, and you keep calling it that, right. you oh, I agree with that. Sell your T-shirts and stuff like then it's going to cause problems at some point. So that was sort of the point that I made. I I think it's fun. I think I enjoy it. I love the sprinkler bit. I love that. Yeah, that, that all, was funny. That's ten and a half. That, that I'm all was in funny. On sprinkler I agree with that. All right, Mark Ross, former Giants executive, he knows a thing. I think they two. need to do like cake stands on home plate after hitting right, home stop runs. It. You're twelve. You, I mean, like you're. I'm sorry. Your opinion is I not. You're not opposed to it? Wait a minute. Yeah, I don't think they're going to be able to get away with that one, unfortunately. We'll talk more Odell Beckham next. Not a bad idea. Drew Forrester's here at Glenn Clark Radio. Are you a diehard O's fan looking for the perfect way to show your team spirit? Look no further than Birdland Sports. Birdland Sports is a small business run by fans for fans. They offer a wide variety of unofficial O's merchandise from the Birds Are Coming tees to player cartoon shirts and more. And the best part? Their prices are more affordable than the big guys. So head to BirdlandSports.com and grab your gear today. Show your support for the Birds with Birdland Sports. The latest edition of Press Box is available now. On the cover, Luke Jackson profiles Orioles phenom Gunnar Henderson, breaking down how he was able to become the top prospect in baseball at such a young age and what could be next in his first full MLB season. Also inside, we meet lacrosse players from the men's and women's college programs across the state, and Bo Smoka breaks down another year wide receiver issues for the Ravens. Press Box is available for free at over 500 area locations, including 60 Royal Farm stores, and you can always find the entire edition, as well as the best daily coverage of the Orioles, Ravens, and Terps at PressBoxOnline.com. That first sip. That first bite. Mm. Start your day off right with a delicious breakfast at Royal Farms. Choose from a fantastic selection of fresh Royal Farms breakfast sandwiches and top it off with a rich, hot cup of the freshest coffee in the world. At Royal Farms, breakfast is available day and night. It's the freshest breakfast in the world. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. Harford Community College in Bel Air, Maryland, along with the National Junior College Athletic Association's Region 20, will host the 2023 NJCAA Men's Lacrosse National Championship May 13th and 14th at Harford Sports Complex, 401 Thomas Run Road in Bel Air. Semifinals are on Saturday, May 13th. The National Championship is Sunday, May 14th. Catch the action for $10 each day. Tickets will be available in advance or at the gate on game day. Qualifying teams will be announced. What air conditioning company can save 50% of your energy cost and qualify you for up to $7,500 in rebates? A.J. Michaels. We do more, we do it better for less. In Baltimore and Annapolis, ajmichaels.com. If you miss anything on the show, don't forget that you can watch full episodes at youtube.com slash pressbox online, and you can download podcasts on Apple, iTunes, Amazon, and Grindr. Wait. Did I say Grinder? I don't think that you would find it on Grinder. Not that I know it's on Grinder or anything. I swear. Second thought, you know what? I don't care what you think. Here's Glenn. The Toyota Tacoma comes in a range of models and trim lines, so you can choose the perfect Tacoma to reflect your unique personality and driving habits. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Tacomas from your local Toyota dealer today. 
Uh, what do you do if Grayson Rodriguez struggles on Sunday? I guess you got to ship him back down there, get him to fine-tune a few things, bring him back up. Like, I, you, you know, we said this before. I, The whole idea of bringing, bringing, him, bringing him up is – See see what he has. See what he needs to work on. See if he can get through the lineup the second or third time. He wasn't terrible in Texas. He, no, he was, was actually after good. the first inning. He was really yeah. good. Um, obviously, last night not great. Uh, but again, give him another start. See what happens. Give him something to work on. If you do send him down, tell him you'll bring him back up in you know the middle of end of May. I, I wouldn't panic about it. And but then again, if the Orioles said. He's going to make 10 starts up here by hook or by crook, and by the end of May we'll make a decision. I'd probably be okay with that too. I mean, I do lean a little bit more towards let him try to work it out here. Sure. Like, don't just bail on it immediately. I, let him attempt to work it out. Unless they told him from Jump Street, right, hey, by the way, you're, you're, you're only going to be up there for three or four starts. Yeah. We're going to see what's going on. Yeah. I, and I don't think they did that. But if they did, you would then understand why they would make a move. Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, we will see how that Overrated. plays out. Oh yeah, that where we're going. That's where we're going already. <laughs> You're gonna go ahead and do. It's that. pretty obvious. Jesus. <laughs> the Ravens, of course, brought in Odell Beckham Jr. this week. Our next guest knows a thing or two about Odell Beckham Jr. from his time in the front office with the New York Giants. He is now an analyst for the NFL Network. New York Football Giants. Thank you. That's a great point. We don't want to get them confused with the baseball team that doesn't exist and hasn't. Right. For New York some Football time. Giants. Thank you. Thank well, you. I'm Drew. just here to help you. God, we, I don't know why we don't do this more frequently. I don't either. Mark Ross is with <laughs> us now here on GCR. Mark, it's Glenn and Drew. It's great to catch up with you as always. Thank you for taking a couple of minutes for us. Oh, my pleasure, yes. And always got to get the football giants in there for sure. Yeah, Thank you. Really, very important. Thank you. Very important. It's for source of pride there in New York. Always got to be <laughs> no keep it old school football giants I love for sure. It. Mark, um, before we get to Odell Beckham, the football player, from what you knew of him, the person, the teammate, he is obviously kind of a pop culture figure. I think there would be people that might describe him as an enigma. What exactly <laughs> are the Ravens getting in the person, the teammate, the figure in the locker room in Odell Beckham Jr.? Well, the teammates are going to love him, first of all. I mean, that's the, the perception from the outside and what the reality of the inside is, is the guy always was a great teammate and always was sort of beloved in that respect. And he is going to work. You know, the guy is maniacal about working out and perfecting his craft. So those are definitely the things you're going to get. Now, the outside perceptions of him and being in the media and the stuff he does, you're going to have to live with that, and that's just – what surrounds him and so but i think baltimore has the, the structure and the, the coaching staff and everybody to sort of handle that and he's not as uh, out there i guess as he was in his peak you know kind of a different role older guy now and not as big of a star but yeah just as far as a player and a teammate and a worker you know he's top notch with all that do you, is it a, a case where if you're Eric DaCosta or if you flip the script and it was you uh, now when he's 30 with uh, on his fourth team, do you have to have that conversation with him over dinner or a cup of coffee at the at the facility when it's just the two of you of like, hey, let's uh, be honest here. Um, you know, we're expecting you to kind of toe the line a little bit. And we we understand you, you know, you're a free spirit. We get it. But let's 
let's just make sure this gets off to a good start. Do you have to have that conversation well, with him? Yeah, I think with any free agent you bring in, any draft pick really, anyone you're bringing in, you always sort of have conversations and talking about whatever your, your, your tone is there, your coaching staff expectations, the team expectations. So you know, I don't think you do anything special for him. I think anyone you sort of bring in there and, you know, the Ravens have had some, some guys there now. It's not as if <laughs> so sure. you get just dudes that, that, that have been just in the closet, just, just chill it out, not, not saying anything. You guys had some strong, strong personalities that have come through that place. So I don't think it'll be anything new or anything unexpected with Odell as far as just the lineage of brash, big personalities that have come through that team. Let me let me go. Let me, let me follow up on this. You're Eric DaCosta. Is this a move, knowing Odell Beckham the way that you have known him, being around him in New York, knowing where the Ravens are, knowing you clearly had to overpay in order to do it, would you have made this move if you were Eric DaCosta? You know, in training camp, with the last training camp I was on air, I actually said this would be a really good fit for them to bring him in. But, you know, right now I don't – I think – you know, if you bring some more pieces in there, draft a guy maybe, bring someone else. I don't think at this point in his career you want Odell to be your number one guy. I don't think he's capable of that right now. Now, can he be a spot player specialist as we saw him last with the Rams, with Cup was there, that other guys, and, hey, man, just go make two huge plays a game. I think right now that's where he is. Now I don't know where he's going to be coming off that second ACL. But I don't think for the Ravens this – moves it's just not a great fit for me I don't think where he has to be the number one guy and you're counting on him to be the number one guy because there's so many unknowns with him with the age and the injuries so I I like it in a vacuum if it wasn't a huge salary and he could just be a part of what's going on there but if you're expecting him to come in there and say hey man you go save our passing game you got to be our number one receiver and we're going to feed you 10 times a game I don't think he's that guy anymore well and you're also kind of presupposing that he that he can handle that that concept right like that he knows hey I'm 30 I'm coming off of another knee injury I haven't really been all that productive in the last four years other than he had a nice little two months in LA like you're you're hoping he understands that too right well I, yeah but I don't think he's thinking like that and that guy the way he's wired he's thinking right. yeah I'm going to get back to being a dom- dominant player in the league I don't think any player I've been around any great player, even towards the end, where they didn't think they still weren't as great as they were right. in their prime. They always thought that they could get back to that or were still that dude. I mean, I know guys have been retired 10 years and think, hey, man, I'm going to go out there and still go crush it. That's just the nature and the, the wiring of superstar players. And so with Odell, I think 100%, he thinks, yeah, I'm going to be that guy again. And you want that. You don't want a guy coming in here saying, hey, man, I'm just going to be a bum up in here and just come help out. I think he really thinks he's going to be that guy. But I think it's more that expectation, too, now where he knows he can play a role, and he's done that, that, hey, I can go play a role if I'm not that guy. And That's sort of the difference of Odell from six years ago and a 30-year-old guy coming off two knees. Mark Ross, NFL Network, with us here on GCR. NFL Network is going to be providing live coverage of the 2023 NFL Draft from Kansas City, April 27th through the 29th. Mark, with that in mind, it sounds like what you're saying is, hey, you can't think that you're done, right? Like, you you still need to (laughs) – 
you, you might still want to think about wide receiver at number 22 in the draft at this point. It sounds like you're saying you can't believe that a wide receiver room you have made simply by adding Odell Beckham. Exactly. When I, when I still look at uh, Raider, uh, the Ravens receiver group there, you got Odell, you brought Aguilar in there. I mean, you know, Bateman, is he, has he really done what you wanted to do? Devin, it's just, it, it's still not a mix where you're looking at that group and saying, yep, we're, we're afraid of those guys or these guys can go out there and consistently make plays. And so, yeah, it's 22. If there's a, a, another guy there, I would just keep adding to the group because as of right now, it's just not a scary group. And, you know, it's, it's sort of odd with the, the Ravens for, and you guys have seen it for as great as they've drafted in all other positions. It's just sort of, an odd enigma of how they just can't get the receiver position right, whether it's via drafting or bringing in older veterans. No, we've never, we've, we've never noticed. Yeah, what are you, Wait, what are you trying to say, Mark? I mean, we call this wide <laughs> wide receiver town around here in Baltimore. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's kind of bizarre, and, really. Hey, Mark, they're going to you know, you can, We're trying to get them to do a thirty for thirty on it. We're trying to get ESPN to just do a 30 yeah, for how 30. How the hell has this happened with this position over the years? It makes no 30 sense. years of no wide receivers. <laughs> it really is fascinating. No doubt. So I guess the other thing, too, just looking at the whole picture for the Ravens is, you know, part of this is uh, what what are they going to get out of Bateman? What are they going to get out of Nelson Aguilar? And, you know, that that's why even at 22, you probably still have to at least consider a wide receiver if he's there or, if nothing else, a couple of more down the road. The problem is the Ravens don't have many picks. Yeah, and that's definitely, as I said, definitely at 22. Yeah, I think you know what you're going to get out of Nelson Aguilar. So you're not, it's not moving the needle. You might end up right. cutting that guy, you know, depending on what happens. And, you know, I think at this point you're just hoping with Bateman, but – you know, from what I've seen, I wasn't a huge Bateman guy coming out of college, but from what you've seen, you can kind of see what he is. I don't think there's going to be this gigantic leap out of him that he's going to be some superstar player. So, yeah, I think, yes, you're, you just keep putting guys and filling guys in there, but you're really just hoping, and that's not a great strategy when you draft you, or sign or acquire players. You know, hope is not a great strategy. So, as of right now, hoping on these dudes that, that are in that group, I, I just don't see a lot. So, yeah, let's just keep trying to help help out that position and if you're the, the guy at 22 and the phone rings and it's 410 you go i'm good don't answer <laughs> don't, don't an do not, not answer gonna, that not gonna work <laughs> maybe i hope that the, the time expires mark um you know we're, we're in uh, this we're in this weird position because we're talking a lot about odell beckham but obviously the the second question was well who's throwing him the football well we believe that mm -hmm. based on the fact they were out partying together in miami we believe that this is part of what gets Lamar Jackson to say, all right, I'm not going to hold out. I'm not going to, you know, skip the entire season. I want to play with the guy. I'm going to show up and do it. I guess there's a twofold question there. One, what do you do if you're the Ravens? Because I can't fathom Lamar Jackson just says, okay, fine, I'll come play for $32 million. Like it, it still mm -hmm. seems to me like you're going to have to try to do something even to get him just to play for this year, right? Yeah, and uh, I talked about this the next day on air when I, I don't think, yeah, that's all great and good. And they're, they're FaceTime video and partying. And as a per on a personal level, I think for Lamar and Odell, they're happy, but as a negotiation strategy, I don't think Lamar all of a sudden saying, Oh, Odell's here. Let me go sign everything. I'm right. good to go now. No, he's dug in on this thing for over a year plus, whatever it is. I'm losing track of the time now. And so now all of a sudden, this is not going to change what he's doing. He's going to keep standing by what he believes 
he should get and whatever that is on maybe you guys know better than than you than than me or our insiders and stuff but that's the big mystery of what what's he what's he want you know and so i don't think the odell signing changes it i don't think bringing anybody in there changes it it's all about lamar and his negotiation strategy and he's dug in on his beliefs and his principles whatever that may be so i think we could still see this going on for a while what he wants is, and I'm being serious, what he wants is a contract that the Players Association w- will be will be proud of, will be behind, well, will, will support. He, even if, it, if Glenn might be right, even if he said to the Ravens, "If I'll play under that that tag, but it's for 48 million, not 32," the the NFLPA would would approve that. They'd be good with that, mm-hmm. and that's what he wants. He wants a deal that the league, that the NFLPA will will rubber stamp, whatever that might be. Whether or not it's one year, forty eight, three years, one fifty, six years, three hundred. They're the controlling factor in this, I believe. I've thought that all along. I don't think he's doing anything without their yeah. approval. Well, well, that's uh, you know he has to have some guidance from somewhere, and that that makes the most sense that they're the ones guiding him and. Whether that's a good strategy or not remains to be seen. But up up to this point, it's I've never seen it. It's really unprecedented of what's going on down there with him and the quality of player he is and his age. And you guys know the whole mix there. But sure. it's really unprecedented, and it's unfortunate, really, for Ravens fans, for football fans, for Lamar, for everything as a whole. It's, you know, I've been saying it for hey, Lamar, get help, man. You know, it's it's okay. You know, the pride is not your friend with this. It's okay to get some help in, throughout this situation and. Uh, to get this thing resolved. Well, if he has to play for $32 million, we're going to do a GoFundMe. How <laughs> <laughs> can somebody live that way? Yeah, no, question. No, no doubt. No question. Mark, I'll, I'll pose it to you this way, though. If you were in the Ravens' front office and you've done this, like this appears to be a very Lamar-driven move and one more mm-hmm. example of how focused you are on Lamar being the answer, but suddenly, either in the days leading up to the draft or after the draft, someone – who thought they could get a quarterback but doesn't get a quarterback, gets a little itchy and does put out and say, look, fine, man, we got to have a quarterback. We'll give you you know, a little bit more than we thought we would be willing to give you before. We're, we're in desperate straits. Aaron Rodgers goes into the dark and, and decides to retire this time and isn't going to be a Jet, whatever it is. Are you now ruling out the possibility of trading him because – you are tying your. You've continued to tie yourself so deeply to the will of Lamar, or are you still keeping it in play? Hey, until we've got a long-term deal done, I, I'm going to be willing to consider any move. Yeah, I think it, for the well-being, and as you always have to look out for the organization, and they should definitely be exploring all these guys in the draft and digging deep on on who's available and and these guys and. Yes, if that comes to play, you have to consider that for sure. And this saga has been going on for this long, so now all of a sudden you just can't say, uh, yeah, let's just keep going on with this. They know better than everyone what, what's going on in there, so they should be planning accordingly for all options and all possibilities of something, a situation like that happening or others. So, yes, you always are supposed to keep the organization at the, the front and foremost of what you do and as far as how you operate with acquiring talent and the, the future of your organization. So if that means, yes, we have to take this deal for Lamar, yes. Of course, they want him to be around, but if that's just not a realistic situation and they know that, then, yes, we have to move on. 
And, boy, they have really tied themselves to Lamar in the meantime with the moves that they have and have not made uh, during the course of the offseason. Mark, uh, I know, obviously, it's at Mark Ross on Twitter. What all can we plug for you, man? Man, I'm, I guess I'm on, uh, what am I on, NFL Now, Monday, Wednesday, Fridays, uh, Path to the Draft, um, Monday, Wednesday, Fridays, 6 to 7 at night, and be on all draft week, NFL Plus, so... Just a lot of a lot of draft coverage, obviously, talking about uh, who's the best quarterback and the sleepers and all that kind of stuff. So just a lot of fun this whole month, just uh, checking out the NFL Network. Let me let me before because I know you're involved with the XFL. One thing that you guys have done in the XFL this season that you say the NFL absolutely should adopt moving forward would be what? Oh well, definitely our um, you know our extra point rules there. We can go for three, two, or one. Uh, for sure, our uh, you know onside kick where you can go from fourth and fifteen from the twenty-five. I think both of those those uh, rules that we have implemented are you know real rule changes that make a lot of sense that are fan friendly but also team friendly as well to say hey how how do we maximize points and not to eliminate kicks but just just uh, go for a better option of what fans want to see and it's more realistic for teams to attain. Mark Ross, appreciate you taking the time for us this morning. Thanks so much for doing it. My pleasure. Take care now. Former Giants executive, NFL Network analyst Mark Ross with us here on GCR. Final days for this print issue of Press Box. It'll be gone, daddy gone, by next week. So go get it right now. Gunnar Henderson is on the cover. Go pick it up for free at your neighborhood Royal Farms. Any of the hundreds of locations around town where you find Press Box, read it all. Pressboxonline.com. Um one, the only thing, and it's getting a lot of reaction on Twitter so far, I, I, I certainly don't think that the Ravens brought in Odell Beckham truly believing that he was... I, I, I can't believe they would do this. I know the money would suggest it, but I can't believe they would do this thinking that he is supposed to be Odell Beckham, that he's supposed to be you know, the third year of Odell Beckham, Odell Beckham. If they right. did that, that's an enormous blunder on the part of this front office. I Again, I have accepted that they overpaid to get him, but they overpaid to get him because their wide receiver room stunk. They were struggling to get anybody to come play here because everybody wanted to say, well, who's the quarterback going to be? This is a unique circumstance where, in Odell Beckham's mind, I'm only committed there for a year, so as long as I've got Lamar Jackson for a year, who the hell cares what happens after this point? It all becomes unique. Did they have to overpay to make sure that he didn't get on the plane and go to New York? Yes, they did. Do I love that? Not at all. I don't know who else they were going to spend money on. I certainly won't love it if it's $10 million in dead cap space the year following and Odell Beckham stinks. But I, I just can't fathom that in their minds. I don't. I refuse to believe this is like when Buck Showalter would get Jim Tomey and really believed he was still Jim Tomey. Like the, of all of the great things that Buck Walter did, one of his biggest faults was a player would show up at the end of their career and he would still treat them and revere them like they were Vladimir Guerrero. Like he would still act like they he was that guy. I, I can't fathom the Ravens still think that way about Odell Beckham. I, I mean, I don't know. I, I guess I would say they 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 have to have put him through some paces somewhere to see that physically he's he's capable without seeing him play football meaning they they put him through all of the you know all of the agility paces they could you have to assume they did that right this is not they're not doing this blind. Well, I mean he did workouts right I mean, he did and know. they put him through them and they they tested him and stressed him but, and 
but, but there's a big it, there's difference an, between I, physically being capable no of doubt. playing football no and doubt. expecting someone to be able to revert back to no doubt. A, a version of themselves that existed five to seven years yeah, ago. Yeah, he has not been really all that good for four or five years. Now, we have to be fair about the, you brought up the Rams thing. He was really good with the Rams. Well, for a short period he of time. For, right. Correct, but he was really good before right. he got hurt. And Agreed. the opinion that exists from some is it wasn't that Odell Beckham was in the decline before that point. It's that he was in a a, a pig F of a situation in Cleveland where no one could have succeeded, where okay. you could have put any – Jerry Rice in the prime of his career couldn't have exceeded, succeeded in that mess, okay. that that carousel of coaches, that disaster. Right, right, correct. Um, and that it wouldn't have worked. Now, to be fair, he did have one good season in Cleveland with Todd Munkin, and Todd Munkin said, right. I, well, that's I, the key to I this. want another piece of that. Right, that's the key to this, right. Clearly, this is a Munkin-connected signing, which is fine. I mean, coaches believe, you know, and we, I say this all the time. I see golfers that, you know, I think are good players, but I'm not so sure I would take them. And they go play really well for other teams and vice versa. I used to do it in soccer all the time. I I liked certain players and other styles I didn't like. Like, So Todd Munkin sees something in him he likes. I get it. I time will it, tell. I hope it works. But. It's the Ravens. Yeah, you're saying it's not. Why did he say that? They, signing veterans is the one thing that kind of has no, worked. No, that's worked. That has not, worked. By the way, not all of them, and not even close. That's oh. the other thing that other people want to try to rewrite right. history yeah. on. Mike Wallace, it's, no good. Yes, Michael Crabtree, no good. Yeah, do the Michael entire. Crabtree, no good. Uh, Frank Sanders um, had that one game, though. Washington, don't, just, don't forget no good. About it. Don't forget. Jeremy Macklin, no Fra- good. I can keep going Frank if Frank Sanders against the Seahawks is one of the great performances Jeremy Macklin, no good. Yes, all of Deshaun Jackson, Des Bryant. We can do this. Yeah, we'll keep going. Eternally. The, the pretending We're missing like, four. T.J. Hushmanzada. Oh, yeah. Uh, Kelly Washington. Um, right. Dante Stallworth. <laughs> Stallworth. We're still missing four. Oh, 100%. We could keep doing oh, this. We're, we're definitely still missing Absolutely could continue with it. Overwhelmingly, the, a few have hit. Derek Mason was still very much in the prime uh, of his a career. A couple of hit. Well, does, does you, do you count Bolden because he was a trade? Yeah, I count him. I mean, we got him. <laughs> We got Bolton. But they got and Mason and Bolden indisputably in the primes of their careers. They were very much in the throws of the primes of their I careers. I guess. I always thought Mason was up. in the October of his career, but fair mm. enough. But but fair enough, right. I mean, fine. 2006? That's fine. That's fine. Yeah. I think Mason was still okay. clearly in the with you about his career. So we've had point. two. Smith and... Oh, Steve Smith. I forgot about him. I'm sorry. I forgot about him. Now he was in the November of his. That's career. the that's the better compare. Right. Smith is the only one that was already okay, clearly so on the downside. He was still of better than any of the other guys we got. I don't disagree with that. <laughs> like, he was still better than anybody else. He's the else. only of the group of guys that were clearly on the downside of their career. Because again, I separate Mason and Bolden and say those are the guys you should be yeah, trying to acquire. Right. The guys that are in the primes of their careers are the guys that you should be trying I to get. I still feel like we're missing four. <laughs> that it's twenty four bad against three <laughs> right. good. Mason, by the way, when he arrived was let me do the math quickly. He was twenty nine. Was he twenty nine already? He was seventy four. Oh my god, he was already thirty one. Was he really? Jesus. All yeah, right. His thirty one was it definitely a different. Else's 27. That's a great point. I definitely would have lost that bet. I would have thought that he was still. In, I feel in like his we're missing 20s. four. No, nah, maybe I could. Maybe I'm we still, did. Maybe. I, I think we're there's still four more that we. We tried to resurrect. There's no question. That, that when we pulled the rock n- back, they were still laying in the tube. No. 
I'm serious. There was at least six. There's at least sixteen. It's not risen at all. It's not remotely. Risen. He's still here. Yeah, he's still. We did not resurrect his career. He's still here. Uh, Bolden was 29 when they traded okay. for him. Bolden was not quite 30. So I'd still like I'd still say that he was in the. He was statistically he was certainly in the prime of his career. But um, look, man, I, I, I'm still with you on all the same stuff. Do it. My expectations are not what your expectations are. My expectations are that he's here to hopefully be a complimentary piece to a healthy Rashad Bateman and Mark Andrews and hopefully someone else who either emerges or is drafted before then. That's that's my hope is that that's what he's here to be. Okay. And that's a it's a costly price for that, but that's the price of doing business when you haven't been able to do anything at wide receiver. I think his quality is – I don't want to say that he would have to tank it to not be good because that's strong because that – accusing him then of of not trying he, he's going to be fine now is he going to be Odell Beckham 2014 15 16 no but he his quality suggests that you'll get something good out of him that said it's the Ravens yep that's that's a fact you didn't there's no chance you watched the LA Lakers game last night correct? I did not I know they won it might have been the worst basketball the, I have ever seen in the my under, entire life. And the under hit by one. I've seen. Yes. I watched Mark Turgeon, and this might be the worst basketball. Oh, I've ever you better seen, be careful. Ever seen it in my life? It was painful, but like that entertaining type of painful. That thing where you're like, I can't believe this is happening. Like I can't believe. I gotta what watch I'm it watching. just in case somebody actually hits a shot. Correct. Right. It was that the the Timberwolves I think went the entire last seven minutes without hitting a field goal, a one, a field in the NBA. Right. Where, where there was no defense in the NBA. Where they encouraged the players to not play defense. Reggie Miller was like, it's 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 very important. It's great for the Wolves that they're already in the bonus, and there was like eight minutes left in the fourth quarter. And I think they attempted, that. and then they yeah, then they, the then only free throws they attempted the rest of the way were the ones when, when, when Anthony Mike Davis Con- insanely fouled Mike Conley when Mike Conley couldn't even see the basket and was tossing up a three at the buzzer. <laughs> it's the worst basketball game I've ever seen in my entire life. Well, the NBA's king, man, <laughs> and they. They got all of us to sit down and watch that garbage, that garbage, last night at 12.30 in the morning. All right, what else is going on in your world? I got uh, I got the 76ers uh, winning it all. Name three players for the 76ers. Irving. There you go. <laughs> He's a good one. Hell of a player. Are you not going to say Iverson, really? I, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking Iverson. <laughs> He's still thinking. Um. Embed, Embed. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Old league MVP, Joel Embed. Wingate's still there, right? Oh, Wingate. Didn't the yeah. Win, didn't, didn't, it's still did David Wingate have a cup of coffee think, with them? I think he did. All right, you guys yeah, have a good week. What's going on? Oh yeah, you're. Uh, you, you, I gotta go. You, okay, see ya. Um, Goodbye. Well, I don't know. You guys have a good week. And um, next Wednesday. Yeah, we'll reconvene next Wednesday. Oh, good. Talk. Let's talk more Ravens. Good. It'll be. I can't wait. That's, <laughs> I can't wait. I don't know how you do this. Can't wait. <laughs> I mean, for a day, it was. We had Ken Francis on the other day. The actual a, Ken yes. Francis. Did you not know that we had Ken no. Francis on Monday? Oh my yeah. god! Yeah, that was something. I like how he. I read one quote from somewhere. Maybe it was from you, but I, I, I'm going to assume. I don't think he's somewhere done where he said, um, I, "I didn't negotiate with any of those teams. I was calling them to sell them the home gym." Okay, th- all right, we can talk about this. That's there's n- you. You keep saying this all you want. 
in, way more likely to me that that's true than the other thing. No Drastic. way. You're trying to create a scenario where it's more likely that the man believed he was Lamar Jackson's agent. And I was believe it went to... just like this. Yes. All right, you ready? Okay. Let me do this before oh, we leave. Griffin wanted to do this. Earlier. You ready? You you can. Who be, am I going to be? You just the GM of those Damn Saints. Uh, I don't even know who that is. Mickey Loomis is he still the GM? I have of no the idea. Saints? Uh, yeah, I think it's Mickey Loomis. Yo, what's up, bro? It certainly was. No, wait, 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 wait. Let me make sure I get this right. It is so Mickey Loomis. Thank you. All right. Uh, yo, what's up, bro? It's KF here. K, who? I'm sorry. Who is this? Kev Francis. Oh, uh, Mr. Francis, what can I do for you? So listen, I got this thing. I want you to hear me out now. Mm-hmm. I got this thing. We built this thing from scratch. It's what? called the Home Gym. What? I'm now sorry. listen up. Now, what? What? Dude, what don't does this have to. Don't. What does it have to do with don't me? Don't talk while I I'm think talking. You already hung up, Glenn. <laughs> We'll talk while I'm talking. Yeah. All right. So here's here's what it is. So you you put this. It's got a barbell. It's got weights with it. You put this. You guys know Lamar Jackson, don't you? Yes. Yes. I'm familiar. What, what so do you have to do with Lamar Jackson? Well, he's a business partner of mine. Okay. And so what, is what this? we're looking to do is, you know, he's a free agent. R- right. What you, does this have to do with that? Well, so what happens with this gym is I bring the gym. I, what I would do is I'd fly to right. New Orleans and actually – if you guys are interested, because Lamar is a free agent, I'll bring the gym and Lamar to New Orleans. Okay. So what you just said there, by the way. I'll bring both of them. I, I don't think is impossible, but I think, again, you're trying to portray. I'll bring. What, what you just said is exactly how I think this went. Right. I think he called teams trying to pitch them whatever, however you feel about this suitcase gym, however you feel about it. We also learned, by the way, that he's also partners with Isaac Bruce. For whatever reason, these dudes think there's something there. I don't know. Whatever. Fine. You can have your opinion about it. But that, to me, is about a billion times more likely than Ken Francis calling up Mickey Loomis and saying, Hi, I'm Ken Francis. I'm Lamar Jackson's agent. And after the conversation... I'm completely convinced. There's no chance that that's the way that it I, I would say that that's how it went. I that think it, he that it called was a dog them. and pony show, and he called him up and said, "I got this cool thing." And I think, and that I'm business partner. You might have heard con- Lamar Jackson. Yes, in I'm that bu- conversation, somebody said, "Are you calling on behalf of Lamar Jackson?" And he said, "Yeah, I'm with Lamar Jackson." Which, again, I, there's only there's only so many. I can't say this without sounding very mean. I I don't. He didn't. All right, never mind. I'm not going to do it. I'm yeah, not going to go there. I wouldn't do it either. I'm not going to go I there. think we all know, though, that, that's, that that is what happened. Like, that he called and tried to pass himself off as someone that's involved in a business relationship with Lamar Jackson and who could potentially have influence yeah. on if you guys bought 12 of these. Yeah. If you just bought yeah. 12 of these gyms. Yeah, I, I mean, maybe. <laughs> maybe. But I do think if you just buy one thousand percent believe selling encyclopedias, I think it's more likely that he called about the gym. You remember than not how about much the plastic, gym. plastic stuff Uncle Rico sold. Right, that's a great point. In order to uh, look at this, yep. this stuff you can't tear this up. That's look a great at me. point. Look how strong I am. That's a great point. I, this dude is totally Uncle Rico. Listen, I'm just telling you, if you buy twelve of these gyms from me, yeah, we throw in Lamar Jackson for free. <laughs> You I know it. I don't. I don't know that. You okay. know it. All right. All right. We'll see you next week. Lamar will come by with the thing, with the gyms, Sunday and morning. set them up. Sunday at noon. All your your latest on the RBC <laughs> Heritage. They give out a jacket there too, right? Yeah, uh, they sure, give a, what's it called? Like tart, a, tart, 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 tartran or something? If you say so. Yeah, isn't it tartran? I don't know. I'm not the RBC Heritage guy. You want your updates from uh, from South Carolina? Drew's got it for you. Hold on. I, tar- <laughs>
Why would we go anywhere? Tart- tartan. 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 I know it was what is a tartan jack? I don't know. It's what a it. Scottish pattern. Oh, okay. All right. There yeah. It's awful looking. It is well, awful looking. Well, who needs a green jacket? Oh. You can win. Bite your tongue. Who needs a green jacket? You can get the tartan jacket for winning All right, the RBC Heritage. <laughs> it's Drew Forrester. You be careful I, saying that these days. You definitely do. I don't know. I don't I know that we. Know. I don't know that we accomplished anything this morning. If I'm being totally honest with you, I'm not sure we. Yeah, we did, but it happened. We talked to that Ken Ross guy. Yeah, he was yeah, a nice guy. Mark Ross. <laughs> Dude, you you just know he called and said, <laughs> "Just buy twelve of these from me to get my p- program off the ground." I do believe that and he you, did that. You guys can. Have, I believe. I don't believe that he said, "I can, will deliver you Lamar Jackson." <laughs> you guys can have Lamar. I don't believe that part. I don't believe that. Lamar Although really be, likes New Orleans. It would be hilarious if it was. No Lamar question. He really likes hilarious. Minnesota. He's been there before. Right, sir, he right. likes Minnesota a lot. He's been there before. <laughs> been there before. <laughs> it's Drew Forrester, for better or for worse. That was a thing that occurred today. Of all of the of all of the weeks that Drew has been here, this was by far the most recent. We uh oh, we don't have any more yeah, breaks we, to we take. Let's, breaks. let's do it then. Let's get all a right. tidbit. We'll talk to Trey Wingo to wrap up today's show. Tidbit is brought to you by pressboxonline.com slash offers where you can bet on baseball for the first time ever on your phone here in the state of Maryland. So why wouldn't you wander over to pressboxonline.com slash offers and get the best offers and incentives so you can start winning today? Get up to $1,000 in a deposit bonus match plus a $50 free bet with DraftKings. Just go to pressboxonline.com slash offers to claim that incentive and more. For the first time ever since uh, they don't count the play-ins as like technically making the playoffs, I did not realize that. Yeah. By the way, yeah. I did not realize that you had to win the play. That they didn't. That this isn't like the NCAA tournament where right, where the like, first four uh, is a tournament. You got players. into the tournament. Yeah. Like they don't count this. This yes. is some other thing. Uh, but since the Lakers did win that that game last yes. night, um, they yeah. uh, <laughs> let's not go ease up on win. <laughs> they they advanced is yeah. the way that I would call it. It's sort of like how in soccer, if it goes, you don't. If he gets to PKs, you didn't win the match. It's right, a yeah. it's a statement of people don't understand that. That's you advanced. That's my next tip. You didn't win. Problems with. You didn't win the match. You advanced. I would go with that in describing what the Lakers did last night. Uh, but so for the first time ever, every California team uh, in the NBA is in the yeah, playoffs. Yeah, that was I, I did see that. All that's, four. That's it's weird, but I guess the yeah, Kings, the, Kings and the Clippers, kind of actually. I mean, until Steph Curry showed up, the Warriors were not mm-hmm. not much. Uh, they had that year they stunned the Mavericks in the first round with, like, Jason Richardson. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, an, it's, it's interesting, I guess. Uh, the Bruins have set the NHL uh, record for most points in a season. They have 133 yeah. as of last night, still counting, I guess. And they also have the win. They have now they also set the wins record for most wins in a season with 62. I think that was on Sunday, so I guess they have okay. 63 now. Um, and uh, or no, I think they're still at sixty-two. Wh- whatever. But people are upset because like the, the shootouts now like count as wins, and everyone's like, mm, like so it shouldn't yeah, really. Like it okay. Shouldn't really right. be. But either way, the Bruins are very do, good. Do you, there. Really, do you really care? Do you no. really care? Not you. Oh. I'm just saying, like in general, people that are like hockey fans. Really, I think might. Is it really worth getting that worked up about? Who cares? Uh, the Rays they have now hit twenty-nine home runs. Uh, I still feel like I would bet money on the Avalanche. I still feel like if you forced me to put money down on somebody to win the cup, I would put it on Colorado. Yeah, I, th- I think I would do the Oilers just because they're more fun. Connor McDavid. Okay. <laughs> sure. Uh, Ray- the Rays have hit uh, 29 home runs this like, season. Like the Avalanche don't have Nathan McKinnon and Cole McKinnon. Okay, don't have Connor McDavid. Thank you. You're right. Anything McDavid- else? The Rays have hit 29 home runs this season. They've only they're allowed still undefeated. 20 runs total. So that is a plus nine differential between home runs hit and runs allowed. That is the largest differential 
uh, in MLB on any day ever in history, just at any point in the season, to have that large of a differential between home runs hit and runs allowed. Well, when they do it against the Red Sox, I enjoy it, mm-hmm. for the record. <laughs> like, somebody would say, well, the Rays are more of a threat. I don't care. I don't care. The Rays aren't a threat yeah. to me. If the Rays <laughs> win, whatever. My life is... The Red Sox win, I'm in hell. So I don't care. Uh, the d- dating back to last season now, so Otani, again, you know, had another incredible start last night. Uh, he now has seven straight starts with at least five innings pitched and three or fewer hits allowed. Seven straight starts. That is the second longest streak in MLB, MLB history since the, move, since the move. The mound moved back to its current distance in 1893. Uh, the person with the longest streak, Jacob DeGrom did eight I thought, I really wish you would have said it was Tungsten, tungsten Armadillo. That would have been so amazing if you had said, the guy with the longest streak of all time, Tungsten, tungsten Armadillo. Uh, Jacob DeGrom did eight straight back in 2021. Well, it was so. only like two years ago, so it's not yeah. really all that impressive. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah it's not, It sort of says do like something else with people can do it. Yeah. <laughs> it's more like, I just say for the sake of a tidbit. He, he, he also it, has. It feels like maybe you need to give something that gives it greater context than just. Well, it happened since the mound moved a, back like a to week its current ago. That distance. part I agree, but this yeah. most recent part, not really all that amazing when it just happened a year ago. <laughs> Right. Well, D- Jacob DeGrom, pretty good, too. So I agree. Solid company. I agree. Mountcastle uh, had a great night. Um, nine RBI. We did talk about that. Tied uh, the record. Yes. He also became the first Orioles player with uh, a three-run homer and a grand slam in the same game since this person did it back in 2006. Miguel Tejada. No. He was in the ballpark last night. How am I supposed to know that? Well, because he, he works with the Angels. He works with the or the Angels, ad, the yeah, Athletics. Is it Ramon Hernandez? It Ramon Hernandez. I don't remember Ramon Hernandez having that Had type of night. Three-run so. homer and a, uh, hey, and a grand slam. Was Tejada even with the Orioles in 06? He wasn't, now that I do that math. Mm-hmm. He w- he came back. He was 04, then he came back in, what, 08? I don't remember. Sure. I don't remember yeah. exactly. I remember what he was an Oriole. He was an Oriole twice, in fact. Um, And it was against Seattle in 2006. The Orioles like pouring it on on the West Coast yeah. teams. That's something. Yes. Uh, so he is the third Oriole with nine RBIs. Do you know who the other two Orioles? I do. I, I know. Oh, yeah. is that your yeah, trivia? Yeah. That was, well, and they were talking about it on the broadcast yeah, last night. Yeah, Jim, uh, but I was Jim just, Gentile and Eddie Murray. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. And he's the sixth Oriole with eight RBIs. So I wanted to see if you could name the other three guys who had eight RBIs as Orioles. Cal Ripken. Cal Ripken is one of them. Was it the night he went six for six? He went, no, he only went three for five in this game. It was a, it was a 96 against, against Seattle. Hmm, how about that? Um, oh, it's got to be, uh, uh, oh, no, no, never mind. I was thinking Chris Hoyles. Chris Hoyles yeah. is one of them, yes, in 1990, 1998. Because he hit Cleveland. two grand slams, right? Um, it, it looks like he did, yeah. Yeah, that's the, that was the story. That's what I was blanking on. Yes, Chris Hoyles hit two grand slams. And then the other one is... I don't remember, so I'm just going to be guessing now. Brady Anderson. Not Brady Anderson. Raphael Palmero. Not Palmero. Frank Robinson. Frank Robinson. All right. In he 1970. Was a, he was he was almost as good as those other guys. Yeah, yeah almost. <laughs> All right, very good. Um, did he have two grand slams? Too? I, I'm only looking at his like, stat line. He only went two for four, but he had... Eight RBIs. Well, and he, he could have also had a, yeah, had yeah, he sack flies or, yeah. you know, like there's other ways to get RBI besides base hits. So I don't know. I mean, I, I don't think, I thought Chris Hoyles was the only one. I don't know. Whatever. You can look yeah, it up. Yeah. You can look it up. Tidbit was also brought to you by your local Toyota dealer, buyatoyota.com. The Toyota Tacoma comes in a range of models and trim lines, so you can choose the perfect Tacoma to reflect your unique personality and driving habits. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Tacomas from your local Toyota dealer today. 
Tubular is brought to you by A.J. Michaels. Expert and award-winning A.J. Michaels heating, A.C., plumbing, and home performance will improve your home's energy efficiency and comfort levels. A.C. season is coming up fast. New rebates and discounts are available. More at AJMichaels.com. Here's what's coming up tonight. Tubular, Dean Kramer, makes his third start of the season. He uh, goes against something called a Ken Waldachuk which I am oh, to understand is a pitcher of some sort. A little bit of a hype around him. He should be pretty good. Is not not okay. tonight. He won't be good tonight. But All uh, right. 6.30 night on in the future uh, for game three. I'm going tonight. Game set. Look, look, uh, signing autographs or no? Uh, if someone Do asks. Do you have to yeah, pre-purchase yeah. your okay, – will you provide the 8 by 10 glossies for everybody? How's that going to no, go? No, they do have to They have to, have to provide your own? If you bring a screenshot of the YouTube and – I'll sign those. You'll yeah. sign. That's it. That's all you'll sign. I'll sign. Well, whatever. Else. What if somebody I mean, someone wants you to sign their boobs? What if you want to? What if? What if my friend, my neighbor Jim, wants to come discretion? And have yeah, you I mean, sign his boobs. I'll, I'll use discretion, and you know. Well, you need whatever. to set the rules out now to in order to. I'll most likely sign just about anything. All right. Okay. Uh, well, so I what, know. What's Again, off the discretion table? Is, what's off the table? Just use your head. Discretion. No, is, no, no. You're the one saying you'll sign the autographs. What's off the table? Um. Let's see. Pictures of Yankees players. Okay. All right. That's good. All right. Anything other than that? Anything other than that? He's good with. You bring a dildo to the game tonight, Griffin will sign Yeah, it. sure. Why That's not? a fact. ESPN that Plus. That would be great. You should. Uh, Mount St. Mary's lacrosse at home this afternoon against Canisius at 3 o'clock. The NBA play-in tournament continues tonight. Bulls-Raptors at 7. Thunder-Pelicans 930 on ESPN after the Heat and Lakers advanced last night. Uh, Mass and two Nationals Angels at 4 o'clock. It's also on MLB Network and the rest of the country. MLB Network today. Padres Mets at 1. Marlins Phillies at 4 locally. Tigers Blue Jays at 7. Dodgers Giants at 10. TNT Stars Blues 7.30. Sharks Flames at 10. Some lacrosse right now on ESPNU. Marist and Siena. You always throw out all the records when those teams get together. Um, and Utah against Lindenwood at 4 on Pac-12 Network. You also throw out the record when those teams get together. Champions League this afternoon on Paramount Plus. Chelsea, Real Madrid at 3. Napoli and AC Milan at 3. TBS tonight for AEW Dynamite at 8. Some non-sports highlights. Uh, just a few. Just uh, just new episodes of stuff, really. Dave, The Mandalorian, new episode. Uh, the last, it's the penultimate episode of Season 3 for The Mandalorian. So, those set up for next week. Renovations premieres on Disney Plus with Jeremy Renner. Might, mi- might miss that one. Uh, new episode of Ted Lasso, of course, and uh, Netflix will have a new documentary like series uh, called American Manhunt. It is about the Boston Marathon bombing oh, and kind of okay. hunting down uh, those those bombers. They were, they were doing something on Hulu about like the the, the murders that guy committed before. Oh, really? The bombing. Mm. Um, so I, I don't know why it is that we're suddenly all back in on the yes. Boston Marathon bombing. Because I guess what was it? Is this the anniversary? Today's not oh. the anniversary, is it? No, it might be. Actually. Or like this week, I guess it might be because yeah. it's a Patriots Day. It's mm-hmm. always in April, so yeah. yeah, it probably is. I was at that game. I was at the Boston. Like the Orioles were playing in Boston. Yeah, the Red that, Sox. Yeah. yeah, and like the, we were my because we went with my aunt and like my aunt was love. This was like I guess, was that her first time in Boston? I guess I don't know. But okay. we were we were having a really great weekend. How we were old thinking were you? I was thirteen. Wow. No, twelve. <laughs> yeah, and so uh, so we, sh- she was like, "Do you guys want to stay through the weekend? We can go to the Monday game." And like we what we were almost, we were almost going to stay and like. Like and what if that all that stuff would have happened while so we were there. So this terrible but tragedy is really about you. Yeah, you're right. That is. Okay. All good. right. Thank you. No. Thank you. For, I mean, it's interesting. I guess. Yeah. It's but uh, just. I'm glad. I'm glad you weren't killed. That was the. That's night what I, I got for yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. I'm you. glad you weren't. <laughs> me too. You me weren't too. Me too. Horribly murdered. <laughs> Jesus. Well, this is awkward. Trey Wingo. <laughs> Everything else, GlennClarkRadio.com. <laughs>
What do you do from here exactly? Thanks today to Drew, I guess. Thanks to Mark Ross, Lance Zerline. Thanks to Joey Fisher. He was great. And Trey Wingo, who you're about to hear from. We'll get it all up in the Greatest Hits section of the... Oh, my God. It's so good. ...tabiclenclarkradio.com. Tomorrow on the program, uh, Dave Odom is going to join us. He is the... I don't know, the chairman. He's the, He runs the tournament in Asheville that Maryland basketball is going to play in next year. And, of course, he's the father of Ryan Odom, who's our friend. And I haven't seen Dave Odom since... I haven't seen Dave Odom since the day the new building opened at UMBC where I spent some time with him. I really like Dave Odom. He's a good guy. Of course, was the coach of the Wake Forest team that came and played in Baltimore in the NCAA tournament with Tim Duncan and Randolph Childress all those years ago. So we'll catch up with Dave Odom. Leonard Ellerby is going to join us, of course, from the Mayweather camp. We'll talk to him about uh, Javante Davis ahead of his fight next week against Ryan Garcia. Stuff and things. On uh, yeah, going to try to make a stuff at Bowie tomorrow. Okay. Um, all right. And then, yeah, stuff and things. Stuff and things. Thanks to everybody at Pressbox, all of our great sponsors and partners, including A.J. Michaels, Glory Days Grill, Royal Farms, Costa Sin, Hartford Community College, Guilford Hall Brewery, Birdland Sports, your local Toyota dealer, buyatoyota.com. Thanks to Griffin at Griffin underscore Bass. Follow us, Twitter, inst- Instagram, and TikTok at Glenn Clark Radio. Have a great Wednesday evening. Go Birds. Duke sucks. We wrap up today's show by catching up with our friend Trey Wingo. We do it a little bit earlier. He's out in Hawaii. It's crazy. He was willing to do something with us early. That's nuts. What a good guy. Trey Wingo right here on GCR. Well, it's a pleasure as always to be joined here on GCR by this man who I saw a really interesting video that he did for the 33rd team this week about Odell Beckham joining the Baltimore Ravens and expectations for what Odell can be. He is the great Trey Wingo, and he is back with us now here on GCR. Live from Hawaii, I have no idea, Trey Wingo, why you would waste even 10 seconds (laughs) of time out there with me, but I really appreciate it, man. No, happy to do it. Always good to talk football and uh, always good to – I appreciate you with the work, watching the work we do for the 313 Pro Football Network, Caesar Sportsbook. So yep. uh, thanks for having me on. It's always great to catch up with you, man. Do you really believe there's a chance that Odell Beckham could still be a top-of-the-line wide receiver for the Baltimore Ravens in 2023? Yeah. I mean, look, when he got hurt in Super Bowl 56, he was the X factor in that game. Mm-hmm. And when he left – it changed everything. And Matthew Stafford basically had to, at that point, say, well, even if Cooper Cup is doubled, I'm throwing it to him because mm-hmm. he was he was killing the Bengals in that game. Um, the unfortunate thing for him is now this is two uh, ACLs he's had to recover from. And, you know, that was in January of or February of 2022. It's been over a year, almost a year and a half since he's played football. Um the ceiling is still extremely high. I think the big question for everybody in Baltimore is what's our floor? Like how, what, what's, what's the bottom of where we think he can be? And clearly the Ravens, I mean, they, they, I don't know anybody else was even close to the number they threw out there. <laughs> no, you know? um, and I, and I think there's, there's some ancillary effects that go along with that because it's pretty clear that the relationship between Lamar and the team is not great. You know, when he comes out there and says on March 2nd, I requested a trade and the Ravens know how close Lamar and Odell are. You know, when he when he uh, Odell posted that uh, on Instagram that he was coming, he had his son in a Lamar Jackson jersey. Right. right. Uh, I, I think this is this is not just about getting a receiver and in in every measurable term, the best receiver in the Lamar Jackson era by a wide margin. It's also about mending fences. It's terrifying to think that that's probably true, by the way. It's really not yeah. a great statement about where the Ravens have been. Tra- so well, I, I mean, think, think about it this way. I mean, like, this is just the, the fact. 
in the history of the Ravens franchise, they've never had a wide receiver go to the Pro Bowl as a wide receiver. Yep. It's only it's only been kick returners. So yep. this is the first legitimate wide receiver. And I, I mean, Steve Smith obviously was a legitimate wide receiver. Don't get me wrong, you know. And there's never come, but this is the this is the first guy that could be a game changer. You know, none of the other receivers have one thousand yard season. So and, you know, Odell has many. I will admit, Trey, that I find it unlikely to believe he's a still a true game changer at this point in his career. I hear your argument, and, and I look. I was talking yeah. to Demarco Farr the other day about what was it that made it click in L.A. because that does show up as a bit of a blip of hey, maybe that really is who he is. But my point was more like, even if he's not, even if he's a marginalized version of Odell Beckham, to your point, what the hell else did you have? Right. Um, what what else was there? And if doing that also helps in pacifying Lamar Jackson if he's playing on the tag this year to show up, to be there before the season begins, maybe to put in a little bit of work during camp, to be, you know, gung-ho and ready to go for the year, all of that combined, did they overpay him? Hell yeah, they overpaid him. But was it worth it given where you were going to be? We are in complete agreement and lockstep about that. Yeah, it's it's a disaster if it doesn't work. Right. Right. Like if this isn't the thing that mends the fences, because this is, as you know, from covering the team, this is a very unraven like move. Mm -hmm. This is not what they do. They do not go out and overspend on a veteran to try and appease somebody. Yep. That doesn't happen. I mean, they got rid of Hollywood Brown. Right. They didn't bring him in. They were the ones that moved on Mm -hmm. from. So. This is a very, very counterintuitive move by Eric DeCosta and company, and it's a calculated gamble, and we'll see if it pays off. He is, of course, Trey Wingo. I would encourage you, and we'll uh, retweet uh, the video from the 33rd team, and, of course, as you mentioned, Pro Football Network and Caesars. He's all over the place these days, uh, and he is with us right now on GCR. Trey, I'm interested uh, from a football standpoint in what this means about the direction of a Todd Munkin offense because I've talked to a lot of people about Todd Munkin. In fact, uh, Jameis Winston was just in town a couple weeks ago for the Ed Black Courage Awards. I was talking to him about it. And I always get that a Todd Munkin offense meets what your talent is, that it's not Greg Roman. He's not going to force himself and his vision on what it is that you're doing. He's going to work around this group. And I wonder if going out and getting an Odell Beckham and combining that, who he obviously had a very successful season with in Cleveland, um, the last good season that Beckham had, and then you combine that with Lamar Jackson, if he's playing on the tag and wanting to put up bigger passing numbers, I do wonder if we can read in that maybe the Ravens are going to be moving more and more into not pass happy, not 50-plus times a game, but far more of an aerial attack than what we have been used to in recent seasons. I, I I think it's an indication that we're going to do more than just throw it to the tight ends. Yeah. Right. Like in, in the Ravens offense that's been built around Lamar successfully based on the skill set that they believed he possessed. Uh, it was let's get a lot of tight ends. And every once in a while, let's see if we can throw it down the field for a big play. Like that was that was sort of it. What Odell does is give you everything else on the tree on the passing tree. Right. He gives you every, every other combination. And I'm glad you mentioned that about Munkin, because to me, that's the essence of coaching. Coaching isn't, here's what I do, do this. Mm -hmm. The essence of coaching is, what do my players do best? And let's do something that suits their skill sets. I mean, that to me is the entire thing of coaching. You can have a system, but if you don't have the people to run it, who cares about the system? It sucks. It's not going to work. What you need to do is find a system that works to the players that you have. And I think that's the highest compliment you can give Munkin or any coach, because it's not, here's what we're going to do. It's, 
okay, let me find out what you guys do best and let me put you in positions to succeed. So let me let me pose it to you this way, Trey. Let's say Lamar Jackson is happy, is willing to come out and play at a Lamar Jackson level this season. Let's add in a healthy Rashad Bateman. Let's add in, you know, a reason whatever a reasonable expectation is for Odell Beckham. Is all of that enough for the Ravens to be able to compete with Joe Burrow and the Chiefs or Joe Burrow and the Bengals, Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, Josh Allen and the Bills? What is a murderer's row of offenses right now in the AFC? Yeah, and hopefully a healthy J.K. Dobbins, right? Yeah, and that's of course. Part. Yep, the, the, big, the a big game. part, yeah. Now, and now, okay, factoring all that in, let's also throw in what I firmly believe is going to happen, that Aaron Rodgers is going to be with the Jets. No doubt. So, you know, now, I mean, I, I don't know if I've ever seen, if, if we just have the discussion that Lamar is going to play and Aaron Rodgers is going to be with the Jets, which is going to happen. Joe Douglas said it the other day. He's coming here. Yep. Okay, so figure it out, guys. You know what I mean? Like, we all know that. Um I don't know if I've ever seen a bigger disparity in top quarterbacks in one conference against the other. Yeah. Okay. So with, with Aaron now moving to the AFC, who are the top three quarterbacks in the NFC? It, I think you have to Jalen start with Hurts. Jalen Hurts. Yeah. And then is it Dak Prescott? Right. Is it is it Kirk Cousins? I mean, is it uh I, Matt Brock Stafford if, Matt Stafford he's, if he's if he's healthy, obviously. Jared yeah. Goff, yeah, yeah. But I mean, like to your point. It's like it could be this guy yep. and it could be this guy. The AFC is freaking stacked, man. And to the to the point of your question, un, uh, unless Andy Reid retires and Patrick Mahomes decides to take up the PGA Tour, I'm going to always start with those guys. Yeah, I get it. Okay? I get it. I mean, like, Patrick just threw for the most touchdown passes with receivers that you couldn't pick out of a lineup. Mm-hmm. Okay? And he threw for the most passing yards, passing touchdowns, and set the record for the most uh, single-season combined yards in NFL history. I get it. Travis Kelsey's a Hall of Fame wide uh, tight end. But as you know, in Baltimore, you can have great tight ends. No, no you doubt. still need something else. No doubt. You need something else to make that offense go. So I don't know, quite frankly, if the addition of Odell shakes up the paradigm at all. Now, a healthier Lamar Jackson with Odell may a little bit, but I, I me objectively, it still has to be the Chiefs one burrow and the Bengals too if they can uh, avoid not having to deal t higgins with the contract situation because yeah. they have to pay joe and then is it josh is it aaron Rodgers with all the weapons that they have in new york is it justin herbert is it is it tua with tyreek and and waddle is it lamar and odell i don't know i mean that's look this is a move the ravens were smart to make even though i think they might have overpaid but does it change the power paradigm? I'm not sure it does. I, I and that's where I am too. Now I look, you know, give yourself a chance, and that's all you right. can ask for, and, sure. and see what can happen. I wouldn't wave the white flag either, Trey. I, no. The other part of it is, as much as we think it probably helps to pacify Lamar Jackson for now, I, I still don't know that it gives us anything closer to a long-term resolution between the Baltimore right. Ravens and Lamar Jackson. It 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 probably prevents the doomsday scenario where they don't have a quarterback this season. They're trying to meander their way through a year with Tyler Huntley playing 17 games. No disrespect to that, Tyler. That's pro bowler Tyler Thank you. Thank Huntley. you for Let's the reminder. Clear. Thank Let's you for the reminder. And, he, and look, he was <laughs> he was a magician in the pro, whatever, the pro yeah. bowl. Um, right. But, you, you know, I, I don't know that it gives me any more of a picture for what yeah. the end game is for all of this because at some point – I don't know that Lamar Jackson is still going to say, well, I'll change my mind about what it is that I'm looking for. 
I don't know that the Ravens are going to change their mind about guaranteed contracts. I don't know that Jalen Hurts or Joe Burrow or any of these other guys are going to go for guaranteed deals. And it still feels like maybe this answers things for now, but I still think yeah. there's a huge question about long term. You are 100% right. Let's just be honest. If both sides were completely comfortable with each other, we wouldn't be here. Mm. We wouldn't be here. Now, obviously, a lot of this is the Deshaun Watson contract, and and I think you cannot overstate how that is. And, you know, Brown, Browns fans hate this, but blame all the Ravens issues, blame the Browns right, right, correct. because of the contract they made. Yeah. But I do find it interesting that the Ravens were very, very comfortable in what they – thought the market would be mm -hmm. for Lamar with the tag they put mm -hmm. on. I find that interesting. And, you know, you go back to just about a year ago. It was March 29th, I think, of 2022 at the NFL owners meetings. The first person to come out and say how bad the Deshaun Watson contract yep. was for the NFL was Ravens owner Steve Deshaun. Yep. The first guy. So, look, it's, it's not something that you can prove, but it certainly seems to me that a lot of the things that people are saying about why they didn't go after Lamar makes no sense whatsoever. Sure. Whether it's Martin Mayhew in Washington or Arthur Blank in Atlanta saying, well, you know, there's a variety of reasons and hell, oh, get out of here. Okay. Just be honest with me. Right. If you're, I would have more respect for everybody if they said, look, here's the deal. We don't like the Deshaun Watson precedent and we don't want to do the work for the Ravens and then have them come in and match it. If you had said that, I'm good with whatever you want to say about passing on Lamar Jackson. Yep. I understand that. Yep. But don't give me the, well, we're comfortable with our quarterbacks in Washington. No, you're not. Your quarterbacks stink in Washington. Okay? <laughs> Same thing in Atlanta. Yes. You hope Desmond Ritter is going to be good. You don't have a clue. Okay? You don't know. So if it don't don't give and don't give me the injury thing. Joe Burrow's about to get paid. He missed a season. Injury didn't matter. Dak Prescott got the bag and has been uh, uh, less productive and capable than Lamar Jackson in his career. That didn't bother him from getting the bag. So all these things that are out there make no sense. Okay. If you want, if you had said to me, I don't want to have my team do the deal, put the work together, and then the Ravens just go, okay, we'll match it. That I can accept. All the other stuff is garbage. Is there any look, I agree we agree. You and I are in simpatico yeah. about that. But if there is a team that suddenly starts doing the math ahead of the draft and realizes they're not getting their quarterback in the draft, or it's the yeah. Colts and they're not getting the one they wanted in the draft. If you're the Ravens and you've done this now with Odell Beckham, does it take off the table the idea of still considering a Lamar Jackson trade if someone starts getting itchy, if someone starts getting desperate and realizing they're not getting the guy that they wanted and so they're willing to maybe pay a little bit more of a price? Do you feel like maybe they've kind of put themselves into a corner where you can't do that? No. I mean, because then maybe they draft a quarterback, and yeah. Eric has said that, yeah. right? Um but then to your point, you're in a scenario for at least one year where you're either throwing a rookie in who's probably not going to be ready yep. or you're going to back to last year's plan, which is, you know, it's better because you have Odell, but quarterback is the most important position in team sports in this country. So, yeah, you haven't resolved that. Um, yeah, I think there's still a possibility that someone might, if they if they feel like they're not getting the guy they wanted on draft night, I'm sure they all have their packages ready for that scenario and say, and they say to Lamar, uh, this is what we want to do, and we'll do a poison pill sort of situation and mm -hmm. do the thing that the Ravens don't want to do. I certainly think that's a possibility. Now, clearly, the signing of Odell is an indication they don't want to do that. But again, it's not just something that the Ravens can control. 
it's something that other teams might control. Yep. And if they put that offer on the table and it sort of looks at you and says, we'd, it'd be reckless for us to not do this and for us to, right. cause they could be in this exact same situation a year from now. <laughs> like that's Correct. the reality of all of this. It's, it's, it's the Kirk cousins thing, yep. just a few miles North. Yep. And let's be fair, a better quarterback, right? Like, a, Without a, question. A, you know, let's Without be fair question. about that too. Uh, yeah. More golf or surfing for you when you're in Hawaii, Trey Wingo? Uh, more golf. I've surfed occasionally, but I'm uh, going, about to go tee it up in a few hours and awesome. see if I can figure out the, how to get that drawback off the tee. Let me make sure we go through all the plugs. What all can we plug for you, my friend? Okay. Obviously, Chief Trends Officer, Brand Ambassador for Caesar Sportsbook, uh, Chief NFL Analyst for the Pro Football Network, uh, contributing member of the 33rd team, the Half Forgotten History Podcast, uh, PGA Tour Live, and I got, a, I got something that I can't announce yet. But uh, next time I come on, I'll be happy to tell you about it. I'm really excited about that as well. Dude, we will make sure that that happens. Uh, really always appreciate these conversations, man. You've been great to us over the years. Thank you so much for taking a couple of minutes for us on your trip. You got it, man. Take care.